Again, disease, Carrie and Ken recorded live that live virus that is inside of them to the Stellara drug taker during their first few weeks following their shot. Now, this is not some simple side effect or even a rare case. It's something that is very, very serious. So even if you rarely ever watch TV, you've probably heard or seen some of the idiot brewing commercials by the pharmaceutical industry that seem to address every problem in the world, but create every other problem with crazy side effects. I mean, you could be in your kitchen and you still hear the insane list of side effects during the Stellara commercial. And that thing has aired on major television networks across the country. And the commercials are so loud that you can hear them from the street. And if you listen to the Stellara drug commercial, they tell you that live vaccines, such as the polio and flu vaccine, may interact with Stellara. I mean, do you think this is some kind of a warning or some kind of a side effect that someone else encountered, sued for it, and won? Think about that. Think about that. Stellara is an injection that is used to treat plaque psoriasis. But the side effects include Stellara weakening your body's ability to fight infections. And there's a risk of severe stomach pain and blood in your urine. So what do you believe is happening to the bodies that are injected with this garbage and then subjected to other people like their friends and their family members who have recently been injected with the measles vaccine or the chicken pox or even the flu shot? Well, these recently vaccinated people are also called shedders because during the first few weeks, the virus is alive inside their muscle tissue and their blood. And if they cough or sneeze or share your drink after you took your Stellara, guess what? You you see, formaldehyde is used in vaccines to weaken the virus. And while someone's antibodies are supposed to be in emergency mode and shocked into action by the injection of genetically modified bacteria with viruses like measles, mumps, polio, swine flu, chicken pox, influenza, mixed with MSG, aluminum, mercury, and formaldehyde, while all this is occurring, the live virus is feeding itself and multiplying. So the recommended dosage of Stellara 
is either 45 or 90 milligrams given on the first day, then four weeks later again, and every 12 weeks after that. Then they tell you that if you're pregnant, only take Stellara if clearly needed and to exercise caution if you are breastfeeding. So so what then? Do you look to see if the baby is foaming at the mouth or peeing blood? Come on, man. How, how do you exercise caution with Stellara? Ask. Every person in every room, everywhere you go, if they received any kind of vaccine or flu shot in the last two weeks, and tell them that you're asking because your baby is breastfeeding and you just took your Stellara inoculation and you and your baby may be very susceptible to catching whatever it is they were recently injected with, which is supposedly 100% safe and effective at preventing Yeah, I mean, it gets even worse. Be sure to ask all people everywhere and clarify so that if your child dies from an infectious disease someone around him or her was injected with, you can tell the vaccine court that you exercise caution, just like the good people at Solara told you to do on the commercial and the printed vaccine insert. So the vaccine industry wants you to believe that when you get any injection, you are immediately immune to that disease. That is by far a flat out lie. Seriously. Solara is also known as a stekanubab. <laughs> Seriously, a stekanubab. And warns you repeatedly on, your, on their website, this is a summary and does not have all possible information about the product. This information does not assure that this product is safe, effective, or appropriate for you. That's that's what they say on their website. Then then they're going to tell you many people using this medication do not have serious side effects. Great. Can someone please define many? That could also mean that many do have serious side effects if the definition of many is more than a few. Oh, but wait, there's more. Stellara can cause a rare and sometimes fatal condition called RPLS, which stands for reversible posterior posterior leukoencephalopathy syndrome. Yeah, I know. Say it three times fast and you can own it. So we'll stick with RPLS. And shortly after that comes the warning about seizures and confusion. Remember, the problem being addressed with all this is a skin condition, psoriasis. Now, this little kid is having seizures 
blood in the urine, and highly susceptible to infectious disease from all those vaccinated people around him or her, and is suffering from confusion and probably autoimmune disorder. But still, you have to discuss the benefits of treatment with your doctor. Oh, yeah, did we forget to mention unexplained weight loss? And if it's a side effect of a dangerous medication, then it's not really unexplained, is it? Remember what was just covered. Solara may cause a rare and sometimes fatal condition. This is supposed to be medicine. Imagine if some herbalist was selling food to all the doctors that covered up some symptoms of psoriasis, but sometimes cause a fatal condition. Trust me, man, the Fraud and Drug Administration would jump into this and shut the whole business down. Yet, people still consider, consider that taking the meds they hear about on TV is okay. And this is probably you right now. And not because you're not smart, just because you fell for a huge scam. So understand, investigative journalists and reporters, independent investigative journalists and reporters are out there looking for your best interest. There are tons of websites. One of the best is naturalnews.com. And they were founded to help people seek out their own health freedom. This is why I do radio, because you are not going to get any kind of information that I'm going to give you through the mainstream media or here on TV or even on a radio. So if you are one of the millions of people who is knowingly accepting the chances of horrific side effects, with some med that's created to cover up pain temporarily as the trade-off, think again. Maybe, maybe you should get in touch with a uh, naturopathic physician and start asking questions about what you just heard. Maybe call the nutritionist and ask them a few more questions about what you heard. Why, why do you think I'm talking about this? Your own education about your own body is paramount. And nobody knows better about how you feel than you do. How do you feel? And seriously, how do you feel right now? I'm serious. And then when we were asking about nutritionists, that's really interesting. I was forced to get a degree in nutrition. Why was I forced to get a degree in nutrition? Because all the doctors used to call in asking me what my credentials were. And when I finally got that degree, no more phone calls because they knew that I could give answers that they had no knowledge of and they didn't want to get into an argument. So if you want to fix, fix your psoriasis or your arthritis, Stop eating the common poisons found in your food and your drinks and your water and your medicine and your candy and your gum and your cosmetics, your lotions, your hairspray, your soap, your toothpaste, whatever. Find out from the don't eat cancer world how when you eliminate chemicals posing as food 
from your daily intake, many health problems just dissipate and go away. Look, arthritis is capitulated by inflammation. And GMO is pesticide food that causes inflammation. I bet you didn't know that. And Stellara is a lab-made drug and not something that grows in nature, meaning it's not natural. And it certainly is not organic. Well, what is it? Do you even know? Or do you just want your pain to go away? Are you, are you constantly itching or scratching and your joints constantly hurt? Which is it? Because the doctors are cross-prescribing drugs that don't even address your problems, much less cure them. Doctors are slinging, you understand? Doctors are slinging prescriptions like crack cocaine dealers on the metro street callers. Deborah, I'm on the radio. Do you understand? Seriously, like crack cocaine dealers on the street corners. And they can't be sued because Big Pharma protects them. And that's why Big Pharma lists all the insane side effects. So they can tell you, I told you so. So doctors who learn the truth about what they're slinging will eventually switch to naturopathy because they'll feel guilty, guilty and ethically impure just prescribing and off-prescribing and forgetting to inform their patients of all the insane side effects that these commercialized lab-made drugs recklessly wield. But the reason many MDs won't and don't switch to naturopathy is because they will go from making 300 to almost a half a million dollars a year down to maybe a hundred and hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as a naturopathic physician, and they won't get all those spiffs from the pharmaceutical industry either, like front row seats at the pro sport games or the cruise vacation with all expenses paid. And they won't get the timeshare condo, and they won't get the cash under the table. So if these guys that call themselves caring physicians already live an extravagant lifestyle and then they're in debt up to their eyeballs, then sometimes they feel they can't switch over to the real health world where nutrition is key and chemical medicines go out the window into the dumpster. The MDs that have a three-story house in the suburbs of some metropolitan city or some penthouse uh, overlooking an ocean or a swimming pool and three fancy cars and two jet skis and the second home, they're going to keep on slinging that, that Stellara crap because it keeps them afloat. But the, way, the guilt can weigh in heavy. And that's why you see suicide cases where doctors and dentists alike just can't handle the unhappiness of knowing they're not helping people with those big pharma drugs, chemotherapy, radiation, and the like. So remember that they all claim they all claim to be doing the same thing, and that's saving you from the symptoms. 
of psoriasis or arthritis. And then the random schedule for medicating with Stellar doesn't even make sense. It's just to give the impression they figured something out and the drug might save you from the symptoms of psoriasis or arthritis. So take a look for yourself at just just put in in links in your search engine removing psoriasis or arthritis naturally. You got most skin conditions, rashes, allergies, reactions originating from toxic food consumption and toxic personal care products that are put on the skin and a toxic environment around the victim. Be sure to tell your naturopathic physician if you feel you're being suicided by the pharmaceutical industry and that you, you're looking for a way to live without the dangerous chemicals that have never been tested for safety and have worse side effects than the condition can be treated. And as they admit on the inserts, Solera warns you on their website, this information does not assure that this product is safe, effective, or appropriate for you. Maybe that's because the FDA, the CDC, the AMA, know it's not, and they don't give a crap. Seriously, fast-track drug approval by the FDA is all about money. And the one thing that the pharmaceutical industry has is money. So what is your ultimate goal? You want to learn and you want to grow every day. By studying what's going into your body on a regular basis, you can make distinctions between that which is from the earth, meaning organic and pure, and that which is man-made mixed with chemicals and things that were never meant to be ingested, injected, applied, or infused, like GMOs. Remember one thing for the rest of your life. If it's not organic, you should not be eating it, drinking it, or putting it on your skin. Yeah, there'll be certain times when that's next to impossible, but for the most part, you can do it. Your body has this phenomenal built-in filtering system that can handle a few toxins here and there, but you simply cannot bombard your system over and over and over, day after day after day, with these conventional and GMO toxins that are so popular. Do you understand? This is the ultimate goal. Then, when you see your health change, you can share what you know and what you experience and you can make the world around you a better place. Say no to chemical drugs, say yes to organic. That's where you have to start. I always talk about how you have to put unleaded fuel in the gas tank to make the engine run properly. That makes sense, right? You're not gonna drive your car into a gas station and fill it up with diesel or kerosene. No, you're gonna put unleaded fuel in the gas tank. And then every once in a while, you might get a fuel additive, which gives you a few more miles to the gallon and improves the performance. Okay, great. So why can't the body do the same thing? What is unleaded fuel for the body? Is it all the synthetic chemicals? Is it all the things that clog your arteries and restrict your blood flow, which creates heart disease, cancer, diabetes, arthritis? 
And it just, the list goes on and on and on. So you have a choice. We're all conditioned. We grow up, we're little kids. We don't know, we don't know shit from Shinola. We're little kids. Our parents give us food to eat. We go through life. We wonder, why am I putting on so much weight? Why do I have this joint pain? Why do I have psoriasis? Why, 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 why? No one gives you the answer. I'm giving you the answer. The unleaded fuel, the unleaded fuel for the human vehicle gas tank is an organic plant-based diet. You have to eliminate anything that had to face their mother. Why? Because all you eat are muscles. Muscles that contain growth hormones, muscles that contain synthetic chemicals to keep it from rotting, to keep it from stinking, and to make it look appealing. You have to eliminate milk products, which is liquid fat. See, if you could get raw organic dairy, you would get nutrients like you could not believe. Why do you think the FDA banned raw organic dairy? Because it works and it goes against the other industries that pollute you. I mean, really, do do, do you care if you drink milk? That's nothing more than liquid fat because everything has been boiled out of it. Do you care if that liquid fat is turned into cheese and has a, a, a unique flavor that you like, even though it's disastrous for your health? And you eat eggs. Oh, yeah, we grow up and we know, hey, how can you not have bacon and eggs for breakfast? Oh, my God, I grew up that way. Okay? I'm no different than anybody else in the world. One egg a day, one egg a day gives the body more protein than it needs for the entire day. What does excess protein do? It puts wear and tear on your kidneys and your organs. Too much protein is no good. Complex carbohydrates is really good. Protein builds. Hey, you're an adult. What do you need to build anymore? Complex carbohydrates gives you energy. Oh, really? God, why didn't anyone ever tell me that? Because the meat industry, the chicken industry, the pork industry, that every industry that sells anything that had a face in the mother, they want your money. They don't care if you're healthy. They don't care if you're sick, just as long as you buy their product. That's how easy it is. Whether or not you can do it, that's between you and your tongue, man. Right now, the tongue is in control. The tongue says, no, you, no, 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 you're not going to stop eating that. I like the taste of flesh and blood. Give me more flesh and blood. Yes, your tongue is a vampire. Okay, so do, do you use your intelligence to override your tongue, or do you allow your tongue to lead you to obesity and medical care? I tell you. So now we're talking about Drugs, okay? Recently, there was a nightmare that happened in South Carolina. It was a mass shooting, okay? 
I, and I want to talk about that a little bit because it's got a definite connection to what I'm talking about. Nearly every mass shooting incident in the last 20 years and multiple other instances of suicides and isolated shootings all share one thing in common, and it's not the weapons that were used. The overwhelming evidence points to the signal largest common factor in all of these incidents being the fact that all of the perpetrators were either actively taking powerful psychotropic drugs or had been at some point in the immediate past before they committed their crimes. Multiple credible scientific studies going back more than a decade, as well as internal documents from certain pharmaceutical companies that suppress the information show that the SSRI drugs, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, have well-known but unreported side effects, including but not limited to suicide and other violent behavior. All you have to do is Google relevant keywords or phrases to see for yourself. One of the most popular websites that's documented over 4,500 mainstream media reported cases from around the world of violent behavior by those taking those powerful drugs is www.ssristories.org. S-S-R-I, that's what we're talking about. Stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S dot org. And there's, there's this horrific list of mass shooting perpetrators and the drugs that they were taking or had been taking shortly before their horrific actions were completed, okay? And it's like, you've got to be kidding me, seriously. There's, there's this, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, do I list, do you want me to list everything? Do you, I, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's necessary, but there's people out there. Every one of these cases has been taking an SSRI drug. So I got to leave it up to you. You can research it. You can do whatever you want. You got this guy, Eric Harris, okay? He was 17. And Dylan Claybold, he was 18. They were involved in the Columbine shooting in Colorado. They killed all kinds of people. They were on Zoloft and Lovox. Then this guy, Jeff Wees, he was 16, had been prescribed 60 milligrams a day of Prozac, which is three times the average starting dose for adults when he shot his grandfather, his grandfather's girlfriend, and fellow students in Minnesota. 
and then he killed himself. Ten dead, twelve wounded. Then there was Corey Badsgard. He was 16 out of Washington State and Waluke High School. He was on Paxil. That caused him to have hallucinations. He went and he killed 23 classmates. Then there was Chris Fetters, 13 years old, taking Prozac. He killed his favorite aunt. Chris Pittman, 12 years old, killed both his parents while he was on Zoloft. Matthew Miller, 13, hung himself in his bedroom closet after taking Zoloft for six days. I mean, I can go on. There's, there's a list of at least hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these people. But yet, what do we do? We focus on firearms bans or magazine restrictions. They're focusing on the wrong issue and they're asking the wrong question. Why? Because it's a deliberate attempt to hide the links or it's out of sheer ignorance. This is the problem. This is what putting unleaded fuel and synthetic chemicals in the gas tank does. You really, really believe that all these kids had just fed up with life and went out and killed their parents and their grandparents and their friends and everything? No. It was the drugs. And does the pharmaceutical industry care? Do they care about drugs? Imagine if you had a product to sell that didn't require advertising or marketing, but the majority of people thought they had to have it, okay? And better still, millions of little kids and adults are forced to obtain your product in order to keep their jobs or go to school. Wow. Sounds incredible, yeah? Well, the government is one of your guaranteed buyers, and your product doesn't need to be 100% effective or even 100% safe. And if your product hurts your consumers, you will be held liable for damages. Instead, your product is taxed, and the money goes to consumers or family members of those who are harmed or killed by the product. And you don't even need to be involved in court cases to determine who gets the money. The government does that for you. The vaccines operate under a different business model than anything else that is bought and sold in America. And don't fool yourself into believing pharmaceutical companies don't make a profit off of vaccines. Each vaccine is worth billions of dollars. So in a free market, the public is never forced into buying anything. There's always multiple manufacturers. There's buyers, sellers of every product. And in order for companies to stay in business, their products have to stand on their own. So the companies compete with each other, and they're free to enter and leave the marketplace. No industry or no company receives special protection from the government, so safety becomes a financial responsibility as well as a moral one. So a free market is competitive. 
and the companies are competing with one another for customers and employees. In order for this system to work, the marketplace has to be decentralized with the market power spread out over many businesses and households and not concentrated in the hands of a few politically powerful business and government agencies. So the free market system is uh, it might be a little bit far from perfect, but it's the most efficient means of allocating resources. So basically, every individual necessarily labors to render the annual revenue of the society as great as he can. And generally, he neither intends to promote the public interest or knows how much he's promoting it. He intends only for his gain, and he is in this, as many other cases, led by an invisible hand to promote an end which was no part of the intention, okay? So a free market is, of course, not only the best way to buy and sell goods, but communist economies were built on the notion that the government knew best, and they should be the ones to decide what is bought and what is sold and how it's done. And the idea has been shown to be a colossal failure and most certainly or most centrally planned economies have abandoned that system in order to develop market economies. Well, healthcare makes up a substantial portion of the American economy. In 2013, the U.S. healthcare spending reached $2.9 trillion, with a T, dollars, or $9,255 a person. Well, that accounts for 17.5% of the nation's gross domestic product, the GDP, and increasingly, Government has been taking more and more control over our health care decisions, mandating insurance and vaccines, all done under the pretense that they know best. So this level of force or this level of coercion is not the end game for government regulators and vaccine manufacturers. As of 2012, there were nearly 300 vaccines in development, and pharmaceutical companies lobby endlessly to make all vaccines, even the flu vaccine, mandatory for everyone. Well, obviously, this would make the pharmaceutical companies more money, right? But some people believe it would increase our so-called herd immunity. And many feel our freedom is worth more than that. So far, we've seen mandatory vaccines for hospital workers, child care workers, government employees, public school kids, and college students. This is not how a free market or a free society functions. Our freedoms, especially our medical freedoms, have been eroding for a long time 
because they've been sold off to the highest corporate bidder. Years ago, there was this economist who wrote a book warning us about what would happen when the government comes too heavily involved in our affairs. The guy's name was Milton Friedman, and his book was Capitalism and Freedom. The guy won a Nobel Prize for Economics in 1976. In the conclusion of his book, he says, the importance of government as a buyer of so much of our output and the sole buyer of the output of many firms and industries already concentrates a dangerous amount of economic power in the hands of the political authorities, changes the environment in which businesses operate, and the criteria relevant for business success, and in these and other ways endangers a free market. Okay, so now we've got the government telling us what to buy and where to buy, and what to use, and what to do. The pharmaceutical industry pays off everybody. They pay off the politicians. Monsanto, oh my God, Monsanto. You remember, you remember um, um, Baraki boy um, came when he was petitioning, when he was running for president the first time around back in 2008 or 12 or whenever the hell it was. Um, he said, I will label GMOs. Oh, Wow. I mean, the, the public went crazy. Are you kidding me? He's the first guy ever that said he would stand up to Monsanto. Wow, we got to elect this guy. And they did. And the first thing he did was appoint former Monsanto executives to key government positions. You got Clarence Thomas and um, what's her name? Helena Kagan. They're in the Supreme Court. They used to work for one of Monsanto's law firms. You got Hillary Clinton, who's running for president. She used to work for a Monsanto law firm. It never ends. Do you understand? It's my favorite expression. In God we trust, all others pay cash. And I, you know, now I hear that Donald Trump wants to run for president. Do you really think that Donald Trump could be any worse than Hillary Clinton? Okay, the guy's not a politician. He doesn't know anything about it. He's just a friggin' millionaire or billionaire. But he's got some weird ideas. I would vote for that guy. How could he do any worse? You know? <laughs> but Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton, who never got penalized for what happened in Benghazi? who just lied, Hillary Clinton, who went out and bought pillows for Monica Lewinsky so she wouldn't get shaped knees under under uh, Bill's desk? Are you kidding me? This is what we're up against. If, if, you, if you do not take a stand for you, no one else is, because all they want is the little green things that are in your pocket. And once the green things are gone, hey, let's move on to someone else. You die, you die. You gotta, you gotta be homeless, you gotta live on the street. <laughs> Who cares? Look, look what, I'll give you another horrendous example. In Hawaii, we had a guy, I mean, the guy, the guy is, I don't know how he ever did, but uh, he ran for governor and he got elected because he was in the state politics 
for 20 some odd years. The guy was a real idiot. Okay. Iggy, David Iggy, that's his name. <laughs> you gotta love it. So anyway, the guy becomes governor. One of the things he said was, I support the ag land, the agriculture land, and I will see that no harm will come to them. Wow. Oh my God. Here's a guy that supports independent farming and preservation of the ag lands. And wow. So now what's happening, he's entertaining the idea to allow some uh, developer to put uh, 12,000 homes on the most pristine agricultural land in all the state, which happens to be on the island of Oahu, that gets four crops a year when all other ag lands get two to three. 12,000 homes on pristine agriculture land? Are you serious? How can you put a foundation of a house on agriculture lands, which is so soft? What you have to do is you have to bring in coral and you have to cover the entire ag land with coral. And we're not talking about a couple acres. We're talking about a hundred, over a hundred acres here. We're talking about a big area. Why would someone do this? Do you think that there could be, and see, 12,000 homes, and you figure each home goes for about $300,000? Do you think hmm, that the, the government might get some kickbacks from the developer? Or do you think that the state with 12,000 more homes might get more property taxes paid to them. You see, when you buy a house, you think you're buying a house. You're not buying a house. You're renting a house. Yeah, you are. You go out and you spend 200000 100000 500 million, whatever, and then you have to pay property taxes. Is that not rent? What happens if you can't take your property taxes? You went out, you bought the house, you paid cash for the house, you're living in the house, all of a sudden you're bankrupt, you can't pay property taxes. The state comes in and possesses your house. You paid for it. They didn't pay for it. You are paying rent to the landlord. The state is the landlord. You see? <laughs> you understand? They don't care. So they get property taxes. Then the electric company and the telephone company. Oh, my God, 12,000 more homes. Oh, my God. Yeah, if that passes, if he passes that, we'll give him some money under the table. Do you see what it's all about? Can you imagine? It, no one cares about you. They only care about money. If you don't care about you, then you deserve what you get. You got to kill yourself. You got to work hard. You got to do whatever. The whole point is, if you can be healthy, you will not be a part of this. Okay, you have to live, and you have to live in a house, and obviously you have a job, and you'll be able to make some money, and you, if you own the house, you'll be able to pay your property taxes, and if you rent the house, you'll be able to pay your rent. Okay, that's a given. You want to live in the world? That's a given. But why does that hard-earned cash have to go to the medical industry or the pharmaceutical industry? 
Seriously, I'm, I'm asking that question. Now they're saying the GMOs can feed the world. You know, if you don't read labels, and, and, and if you do read labels, and this, this, this morning, my, my girlfriend says to me, I have this cookie, do you want it? I said, let me see. And she shows me the bag, and it's really chocolate chip cookie. It was really great, but it's got whey protein, butter fat, and soy lecithin in it. Well, I, I don't eat dairy products. Because I don't want to eat liquid fat, number one. Whey protein is genetically modified. And soy lecithin, if it doesn't say non-GMO or it doesn't say organic, comes from Monsanto. So I passed and she threw it away because she realized that it was a waste. So we are inundated with genetically modified food. Last week I did hours on GMOs, how bad it was, and how, you know, you, you just you just can't win. I mean, there's so much more out there. You got the residents of Los Angeles. They filed this class action lawsuit against Monsanto for false and misleading advertising because Roundup, the herbicide, Monsanto's herbicide, bears the claim that glyphosate, which is the active ingredient, targets an enzyme found in plants, but not in people or pets. And they added italics for emphasis. And basically, that's false. And the plaintiffs, the three plaintiffs, are seeking monetary damages and a preliminary and permanent injunction against Monsanto's continued use of the false claim. So the filing, their filing maintains that based on the latest science, Roundup does, in fact, target an enzyme found in plants and people. And those represented in the plaintiff class include every person who purchased Roundup or Roundup-related products in California at any time during the last four years. And, and as outlined in the suit, the Roundup targets an enzyme known as EPSP synthase that's produced by weeds, plants, bacteria, fungi, algae, and other microbes. And the EPSP synthase is also present in humans. Although Monsanto adamantly refuses to admit this in its product literature. And as a result, millions of people are being misled and exposed to this deadly mislabeled chemical concoction. So the lawsuit challenges a specific claim that appears on all Roundup labels. And this claim is absolutely positively false because glyphosate does target an enzyme found in people, and that's read in the suit. And produced within our bodies, the targeted enzyme is, in fact, found in people in your gut bacteria. So because the enzyme that the glyphosate targets is found in people in our gut bacteria, it is obviously false and misleading for Monsanto to claim that glyphosate targets an enzyme not found in people. 
Then the World Health Organization made a recent admission that glyphosate to save their ocoles, which means but in Hawaii, probably causes cancer. And the fact that glyphosate accumulates in human tissue over time, these false claims by Monsanto do not come without human harm. So how many backyard gardeners and farmers and ordinary homeowners have doused their crops or yards with Roundup thinking that the product is safe for them and their pets? So Roundup, and particularly glyphosate, absorbs directly into plants and food crops that are later eaten by animals and humans. So on top of the glyphosate residue that lingers on the outside of the plants, the humans are regularly exposed to the systemic residue that's abundant inside the plants that are sprayed with the glyphosate. So the consequence of this is prolific contamination with glyphosate in our food supply, our water supplies, and our air. And a government study found that glyphosate is now present in 75% of air and rain samples, which means this cancer-causing poison is literally raining down on all of us on a regular basis. Glyphosate is a biocide, essentially an antibiotic, which means that most Americans eat antibiotics at every meal. That's added in the suit because glyphosate kills off gut bacteria that regulates digestive function. And many believe that this is the responsibility for America's chronic indigestion and because it kills off the gut bacteria that regulates the immune system functions. And many believe that the glyphosate is responsible for America's chronic autoimmune disorders. Now, it's an 11-page lawsuit that's, uh, that creates, that contains details about the harm caused by glyphosate and damages sought by the plaintiffs. And, uh, you know, there are petitions out there calling for the two largest home improvement stores, Lowe's and Home Depot, to stop selling toxic Roundup. And if you would like to participate in that and sign that petition, go to change, C-H-A-N-G-E dot org, and you'll see the petitions. So this is where it's at. This is why you, not me, I'm I'm already doing that for myself, but you have to take responsibility for you. The government, the government already sides with the pharmaceutical industry. The government already sides with Monsanto. So why can't why why couldn't it be that how great it would be if organic farming was recognized as a way to feed the world? Do you think it's a good idea? I would think it's a good idea. 
That's the good news. The bad news is that people are saying, especially the government, they're on board with it as long as it's done with GMOs. <laughs> so there was a recent article in this in, in National Geographic that endorsed genetically modified foods. And it presented information involving a GMO advocate and a scientist saying that she, this lady isolates the genes and rice that feeds millions and that her approach to agriculture could be an even bigger game changer. But the problem was <clears throat> that the story was presented in a way that attempted to convey how both organic and GMO farming together are the only way to go. Well, that, that, I mean, only by con combining the elements of each will we have a chance of feeding the world's population, which is expected to reach 9.2 billion people by 2050, and we'll get on to why they want to reduce the population down the road, but also protecting the planet's natural resources and and countenancing the effects of climate change. Well, how do you mislead a reader? The flood resistant rice is conventionally bred. Doesn't have anything to do with genetic modifications. Still the article reads as if GMOs is the answer. Can you imagine? And then you got the National Geographic, they jump on the propaganda bandwagon removing themselves further away from the ethical, trusted publication they once were. And they have ads that support the pharmaceutical industry, toxins, the biotech industry. You see, it's like it never ends. Everybody gets paid off. Everybody gets paid off. And how long ago was it when the Oprah magazine, the O, came under fire when it ran a Monsanto ad featuring a happy family in the kitchen environment and words that encourage a bigger discussion about food, that ad drew so much criticism considering Oprah's involvement in organics and healthy lifestyles that led the petition on change.org to be created. And the petition called for Monsanto ads to be removed, leaving readers with a final thought. Oprah, with this information, doesn't sound like a company that's in alignment with everything that you claim to stand for. This is what is going on. People are being polluted. People are being contrived. People are being led in different directions. You know what happened in Agent Orange in the Vietnam War? Agent Orange killed all the greeneries so the U.S. troops could see where the Vietnam were and they would have an even chance. Okay. Today, there are countless numbers of vets from the Vietnam War still being denied treatment by the Veterans Administration to combat the effects of the exposure to Agent Orange. The active ingredient in Agent Orange is a chemical 2,4-D. Okay? Great. 2,4-D is being sprayed on all the cornfields in the contiguous United States. And the claim is, oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with it, it's safe to eat. Well, how can it be disastrous to your health if you're sprayed with it 
but non-disastrous to your health if you eat it. But since all the Monsanto guys have key positions in government agencies, and they're all on the Supreme Court, how does anything get passed? If a local state wants to ban or call for mandatory labeling of GMOs, and they say it's a labeling issue which is federal and has to go to the Supreme Court, and you got Clarence Thomas and, and, and Elena Kagan sitting on the Supreme Court, who are two of Monsanto's biggest hookers, why do, where and how does anybody have a chance? Only you can take responsibility. You have to read labels. Soy, corn, cotton, canola. If it doesn't say organic, pass on it. Anything that had a face and a mother, dairy products, eggs, pass on it. You're going to only get sick. All the animals eat genetically modified corn. You don't think this passes to you and screws up your gut? I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. And I only got about a minute. And Georgie Poole is doing this thing. And I love this song, My Sweet Lord. So why don't we let him take it out? And uh, I'll catch you guys all next week. Okay? Aloha. Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? 
Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right. Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is the 23rd of June, 2015. It is Tuesday afternoon, about six minutes after noon Pacific time. That's all true. When you're at, wherever you are, well, we're live. And that means you can participate in the show several ways. You can call in. 800-932-1980 is the uh, toll-free call-in number, 800-932-1980, or you can go to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and once you get there, you'll see the uh, chat link. You can click on that and go in the chat room and Participate that way. You can chat with the other folks in there. You can ask questions, make comments, whatever. By the way, unlike the call-in number, the chat room is pretty much open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, it actually is open 24-7. And there's usually somebody in there. So you can usually find somebody to chat with in there. Now you can also... Contact me through Yahoo Instant Messenger. AVRN Talk is the screen name. So, that's all the ways uh, you can participate if you are, in fact, listening to a live show. If not, well, you can just listen. All right, let's see here. It is Tuesday, and that means we've got Al from Colorado back for the lightning round. Welcome, Al. Yes, I see we're back to our old time, Frank. Yep. We are. Okay. Well, whatever. (laughs) Let's see. We had a couple of interesting weeks. We have the woman who calls herself black, although she's white. We've had the Charleston shooting, and we've had the escapee in uh, escape in uh, New York. Oh, don't forget the guy who thinks he's a girl who used to be Bruce Jenner. Oh, well, that guy, that was old news. We talked about that before I left. Yeah, I know, but it goes yeah, along yeah. with the, the, the oh, white yeah, woman. Oh, yeah, and then we got Donald Trump black. now has now uh, put his hat in the ring, Donald Trump. Yeah, it sounds like he's doing pretty well in New Hampshire. New ham chops, yeah. Not that it matters. I mean, how many people... Well, he's not going to win, Frank. You know that. Well, I don't know, Al. I don't know who's going to win this next one because the, uh, you know, so far, it's a real pathetic group. Your favorite witch, uh, Hitlery, was missing from her last... uh, What did they say? She was supposed to give some kind of a speech or something or a uh, get-together, and uh, she didn't show up, Hitlery. Well... There you go. Maybe she's, she's real doing... sick and we're going to get a break here, Frank, you think? Well, you know, but, you know, normally I would be happy. But yeah. when I look at the, uh, okay, so who's going to replace her? Is it going to be somebody question. worse? <laughs> I mean... Well, let's see. We got this guy from Wisconsin, Walker. We got the guy from Maryland, O'Malley. And I don't know who else is in there. And unfortunately, on the other side, we've got the decider's brother in there who we don't need. Yeah, pretty sad, I'd say. You yeah. know, and I'm no fan. You know, I really, I'm no fan of Donald Trump. But 
You know, as far as listening to any of these people, I'd rather listen to him than than any of the other ones because he's more interesting. I mean, okay, he might be full of it too, Al, but yeah, he's at least interesting to listen to. Well, he's got some business experience, even though he's gone broke or his companies have gone broke several times in the past. He does have business experience where Barry... And the rest of them have none. Well, there's that, yeah. And, and you know, he has gone bankrupt several times, but it hasn't kept him from being a billionaire. Well, it was his ba- businesses that went, not him personally. Right, right. so, a- hey, maybe he, can, uh, maybe he can, you know, bankrupt the United States and, you know, let it go bankrupt, and then well, we'll Barry's all be okay. Well, doing a good job of that right now, though, Frank. Is he not, Barry? Well, yeah, he's doing about as good as anybody. Uh, as a matter oh, yeah, of fact, he's doing better than anybody ever has. Yeah, and I see Barry's uh, family is now uh, having another vacation on the tax-paying sheep again. Yeah, I think they're in, in Italy. Where are they, in Spain or Italy or wherever yeah, they're somewhere. at? <laughs> yeah. It's hard mm-hmm. to keep track, you know, because they uh, they go on these Well, you know, they've got their own private uh, airline, so, you know, only costs, what, a couple hundred thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah, but they're not paying for it, so that's good. No, no, it's somebody else's dime. Barry, oh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Did it go through or did it not? I've read two conflicting stories that while the uh, the uh, Charleston thing was going on, uh, it passed. Well, it, it... I don't know if it did or it didn't, both houses or not. No, it, it passed the Senate now again. Oh, it didn't go to the House. Uh, well, oh, the house here's has... what happened. It passed the Senate first, then it went to the House, and they... They passed something, but it wasn't the same as the Senate, so it had to go back to the Senate, and they had to redo it, and they did it, and they just did it today. Now it has to go back to the House to see if they can pass it, you know, in the same thing, because they have to be the same. You know, they have to uh-huh. be the same bill. They, they can't be different. No, they've got to um, be identical. Yeah, so that's the problem they're having, and... Uh, I oh, guess, it sounds like our boys are beeping here. Our, our FBI boys are on the job here. I'm not hearing anything. I'm hearing beeps, yep. Oh, uh-oh. Yep. Oh, we're being well, recorded, Frank. Maybe Shame on me. It's the Colorado FBI. Uh, who knows? Well, you know, the CIA is now here. They moved out of Langley or moved some of their operations underground here. Oh, good. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah. Good neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I guess it's been a slow. It's been a slow couple of news weeks here, hasn't it, Frank? Well, you know, I mean, yes and no. I mean, we've been distracted with this now. I honestly, I think the South, this South Carolina thing is starting to be in, uh, looking like it's a false flag. Mm-hmm. More and more. I don't know how much you've looked well, into it. Well, I think the people did get killed in this one, Frank. I don't think the, this is. I don't think this is the same as Boston and uh, Sandy Hook. I think the people. Did. I I could be wrong, as you say. Yeah, well, I don't know who you know got killed there or not. Uh, I know one of them. The supposedly is a state senator slash pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe the you know he had to go. Who knows, for some reason, uh, but... Frank? All we know is what we're being told on the idiot box and Commie News Network, right? Well, that's true, but you know, there's there's some really uh, compelling stuff about boy what we're being told. For instance, one of the most obvious to me, Al, is they've got a picture of this kid with his jacket on that supposedly had these South African, uh, you know, uh, stickers on them or whatever, right? Uh, Patches, Mm -hmm. patches, right? Like one from Mm -hmm. South Africa, one from some other racist racist organization, right? 
Well, yeah. the thing is, they've got a picture of him in the jacket with no patches, and then all of a sudden there's these patches on this jacket. Sounds like somebody did a nice Photoshop, huh? Frank? That's what they're saying, and they're you know, and they're doing all the analysts. They're looking at it. They're exploding it up to where they can say, now look at here, where where you know the background is fuzzy, the front is not. You know, it's like clearly yeah. done by Photoshop. Now, you know, uh, and, and we know that. Look, the media is not beyond stuff like this. These are the clowns that, uh, you know, took a 911 recording and doctored it up to make it sound like something different than yeah, what it really was. Else. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. so they would certainly stick a couple of, you know, oh, look, racist stickers on him, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when they've got to do that, Al, yeah. something's fishy. Something's wrong. Something's fishy, uh, Frank. Something smells very bad. Yeah, because, you know, look, if he did it and this is what happened, then they don't need to phony up, you know, pictures Absolutely and stuff. Absolutely not. But they and did. The deal, yeah, and this deal with blaming the flag again. I don't oh, care God. if they removed the flag from South Carolina State House. I don't care. The flag didn't shoot anybody, Frank, did it? No, this is crazy. I mean, that you know, and they were so quick. So fast. It's like a day later. All oh, we got to get rid of this flag. Nobody was complaining, and all of a sudden these people got shot, and it's all the, it's the flag's fault. The flag shot the nine people, Frank. <laughs> yeah, Didn't you right. hear about that, huh? we got to get rid of it. Get rid of it right now. I mean, and they, mm-hmm. they're, like, they're pouncing on this. I mean, Walmart's even saying, well, that's it. We're not selling any more Confederate flags. You know, we're getting a little, little too much uh, politically correct, Frank, and it's beginning to annoy a tremendous number of people who are not politically correct. Well, that's true, and it should, because, you know, like you said, the flag didn't shoot anybody, and, you know, it's just like the Internet doesn't rape anybody. You know, that's you, right. you got to be stupid, right? Oh, I, I'm going to meet a stranger, and let yeah, let me meet you in that dark alley. I, I mean, I trust you. I met you on the Internet and everything, so you got to be okay. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just stupid, you know, to do stuff like that. That's the, the same stupidity, you know, leave the bar with some drunk, right? You know, I yeah. mean, these are just some things you just don't do, Al. And, but no, no, we blame the Internet. We blame the flag. We blame everything except, you know, wait a minute. What about the fact that this kid is reportedly on all kinds of pharmaceuticals? How do you get oh, on Oh, yeah. Those? Gee whiz, you're not hearing that. Well, I'll tell you what. If these people did get killed, then every one of the relatives should, every one of them should be suing that pharmaceutical company for every nickel it's gotten. I mean, every nickel. Well, yeah, but, you know, the Congress has protected them. Nobody can sue them. They have to go to the vaccine court and say, oh, hey, you know. Well, no. Well, wait a minute. That's not a vaccine that that kid well, was on. Well, that's true. That was... That's true. They might be able to, to, to sue. If it was a vaccine, I would say, yeah. Yes, but the kid was not on a vaccine. He was on that, uh, you know, Prozolac or whatever stupid uh, crazy name they call this garbage. Well, yeah, and that might be, uh, they might have a case there. But you know what? Absolutely. I, I was also reading that somehow, someway, real quick, they've already come up with something like $29 million to give the victims. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the wonderful tax-paying uh, sheeple, are they, I guess they're going to get to donate now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Well, that's pretty quick to come up with $29 million. And, you know, a lot of people in this country get killed every day, Al. How come they're not getting people, paid? I don't see anybody else getting uh, what's-his-named. No. What was, they said there was nine people shot in Detroit or something over the weekend, too. You don't hear nothing about that one now, well, do you, yeah, Frank? Yeah, and they're not getting any money. You know, where's their payoff? I mean, to me, Al, you know, this this seems an awful lot like hush money.
Yeah. You know, I mean, geez, uh, look, uh, we'll give you all this money, but you got to keep your mouth shut and give no interviews and all that. Well, hey, $29 million. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's a nice chunk of change, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Air could use some of that, you know? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, what? <laughs> where's it... How did they get it done so quick, Al? It's almost like they had this waiting. Well, you know, Frank, if this is a false flag and this turns out to be another Sandy Hook, somebody's going to figure it out, Frank. I think somebody eventually is going to figure it out. I still want to know where those kids are, you know, the kids who they wouldn't let the parents see them because they were shot up so badly, you know, with 600 bullets in each kid, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, these oh yeah, and they tore the school down too, Frank. They had to, they had just like they did with uh, Oklahoma City. They had to tear the building down. Yeah, these were the same. Can't kids have any were... evidence uh, going out there, Frank. Can't have any uh, you know loose ends to be. These tied were the up, same right? kids that were at the Super Bowl too, right? You know. Yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just uh, it, uh, it. Frank, when is the next Sandy Hook? When is the next Boston thing going to happen, Frank? Because you can be sure before Labor Day, there's going to be another one. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, boy, Obama got out there fast about, well, we got to, you know, guns. Guns are the thing, Al. Guns are what did it. Guns got to go. No other civilized nation does this except they do, but we don't report on it. But, hey, nevertheless. uh, Uh, By the way, nobody has ever collected AVR's uh, billion-dollar reward for any gun that's picked itself up and loaded itself and shot somebody. No, no, no. Still, Never an AVR's, AVR's uh, a billion dollar reward is still intact. No yeah. one's collecting it. No, no, because, uh, you know, uh, but now we've got the flags to worry about, too, Al. You know, them floating around killing people. Oh, yeah, we got the deadly flag, and what was it, Ronald Reagan? You know, Ronnie Reagan said, uh, kill the, stop the trees before they kill somebody. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think, I, think I, I remember something vaguely about that. Remember yeah, he that said one? the trees were but he did it, But he did it sarcastically, at least, though. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, You hopefully. know, hey, how about this, Al? I don't know if you've seen this, but the Pentagon's new thick book of instructions for waging war the legal way says that terrorists can also be journalists. Nice, huh? Oh, you mean Matt Sludge is a terrorist? Uh-oh, well, uh-oh. He can be. Oh, and everybody writing for every uh, major daily newspaper in the U.S. is now a, ter- a terrorist, right? Well, unless, of course, you agree with the Pentagon, then you're probably not a terrorist. Oh, okay, so if you use the Pentagon's garbage line, then you're okay. But if you go against the uh, the uh, the, uh, the prostitutes in the Pentagon, you're a bad boy. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that's the way they got it, because they say here... Uh... Uh, this is the Pentagon's first comprehensive all-in-one legal guide for four military branches uh, who over the years had issued their own law of war pamphlets for air, sea, and ground warfare. Uh, let's see. The manual pushes aside the George W. Bush era labeled of unlawful enemy combatant for Al-Qaeda and the like. The new term of choice is, you're going to like this, Al. Yes, Unprivileged belligerent. Oh, isn't that a good fun one? Yeah, you're not an unlawful... Unprivileged belligerent? Yeah, you're not an unlawful enemy combatant anymore. You're an unprivileged belligerent. Oh, we've changed the wording from from an enemy combatant to this now. Well, and we've also... Further confusion of the sheep We've also taken out the word unlawful 
and replaced it with unprivileged. Oh, it's a privilege to be uh, belligerent now. Is that what we're saying? Well, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Frank, you're getting a privilege. You can be belligerent. Yeah. Isn't there something in the law about a belligerent person and cl- a claimant? Yeah, person belligerent claimant. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, they're just borrowing, they're just stealing from Peter to pay Paul here is what it sounds like to me, Frank, from what you're telling me. So the here. manual defines them this way. In general, journalists are civilians. However, journalists may be members of the armed forces, persons authorized to accompany the armed forces, or unprivileged belligerents. Oh, that's our friend Brian Williams, who unfortunately got rehired, although he got kicked downstairs with a pay demotion. Oh, all just for lying. Gee, and you yeah, know, well, he's gee, be I think they should have just fired him, Frank. They had no business taking him back. If they're going to kick him downstairs, why do they need him? They don't need him at uh, MSNBC, which well, is going. You know to- what? They, they, uh, he ought to be upset though, because you know when he looks around at all his colleagues telling lies every day. He's got to wonder, yeah. hey, why they don't me? Get, they don't get caught, right? They yeah. didn't get caught. Yeah, why me? Why am I getting punished? These guys lie continuously well, maybe, all the time. Uh, maybe he should have taken a few uh, hits from, uh, hints from Hitlery, maybe. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten caught if he took some hints from Hitlery. You know how many times she's gotten caught? It's just she's uh, never held responsible. Why are they, why are they giving her all these... Why are they giving her all these free passes when she and Billy Boy ought to be in the slammer? I have no idea. I, I got to think she's got the dirt on, uh, like, everybody. I, I can't mm-hmm. think of any other reason, Al. I mean, really, what? what she gets caught every single time. She goes in front of Congress and says, I don't remember, 80 times. Yeah. And they let that go. Mm-hmm. All Congress has to do is say, NSA, you've been listening to Hitlery. Give us her tapes. Give us her <laughs> That's mail. That's right. That's right. That's all they have to do. There's no rocket science there. You could probably even ask the Chinese or the Russians. They probably got their own copies. I'm sure they do. But she's been getting away with this stuff since Nixon. Uh, oh, your favorite person, Loretta Lynch, is at it again, too, now, I think. She's, oh, she's I know. Some, I know you just love her to pieces, uh, Frank, Loretta Lynch mob. Yeah, the Lynch mob. That's it. Yeah. Formerly mm-hmm. known as the Justice Department. Yeah, the Injustice Department. Yeah, oh, and our friend a, Eric Holder, he, he's gotten away scot-free along with, uh, what's her name, uh, Butch Reno, both of them. Well, yeah, another one, you know, criminal thing. What about Fast and Furious? Oh, I guess that's just oh, gone now. Oh, Frank, now. that's in the memory hole, Frank. Nobody talks about uh, that. Oh, yeah, wait wait a minute. Let's bring Hillary in here. What does it matter anyway? Yeah, well, it's a shame that Hillary wasn't part of the, uh, what's the collateral damage. We wouldn't be talking about her now if she was part of the collateral damage. No, but Holder should be in jail for that. You know, mm-hmm. they, they should and be. And Butch too. Reno should be, too. Well, for what she should she be did. in jail for Waco, but, you know. I'm, yes, absolutely. It, <laughs> too big to jail, I guess, Al. Yeah, and what's happening with our uh, our boys on Wall Street? They've been getting away <laughs> with murder, too, still, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. They're making money, Al, and that's all that matters. Uh, that's all that matters, huh? Yeah, your favorite ex, your favorite governor of your ex state, he's still got his hat in the ring, but he's not going anywhere, fat boy. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be a real candidate. 
You don't think so? You think he's going to be a spoiler or something? I think he's got too much garbage on him uh, there. But if a Republican wins, he'll probably be, you know, appointed to something. I'll tell you who's going to go and upset everybody. Our friend Mittens is talking about getting back in. Mittens is. I thought his wife said she's going to divorce him if he does that. No, I read. I could be wrong, and if one of your readers or Mel chimes in, I'll stand corrected. But I think Mittens is going to go put his throw his hat in again. I could, like I say, I could be wrong. Wow, what chance do you think he has? Well, I think what'll happen is Mittens will ruin the somebody who might be halfway decent for uh, the uh, elephants. Yeah, I don't know who that could be. I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I look at this guy. Uh, well, obviously Trump, and then the uh, the guy from Wisconsin, uh, Walker. I mean, I like what he did with the with the teachers union. With the teachers there. union, absolutely. You know, but I don't know that much more about him other than that. So you know, I mm-hmm. don't know. And you know, What's who happening? else? Al? I mean, hey, Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush. Oh goodness, I don't want to hear about Jeb Bush. I don't want, oh, I'll tell you what. I think Jeb Bush would make Barry look like a statesman, I'm afraid. Yeah, well, the third Bush in there, that's a little much. Uh, we don't need any more Bushes or Clintons. We've had enough of them, both of them. The Bush-Clinton crime syndicate, Frank, or crime yeah. family. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been it's been going on for quite a while. And, you know, I, I don't understand why the American people can, can be okay with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad enough getting Junior in there. Yeah. Uh. But now considering Jeb, and then what, his kid is waiting in the wings? His Mexican kid? Oh, yeah, that's all we need, a fourth bush, a third or a fourth well, bush. Well, hey, they're they're grooming him, Al. I mean, they got him. Well, some I'm sure water, they are, uh, Frank. You know, some, some jerkwater water commissioner of Texas or something. You know, I mean, some, you know, government-appointed mm-hmm. job or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he had to mm-hmm. win an election for it. I don't know, but. You know, he's in there now, you know, he's making his way up through the uh, ranks, and that's what they do, Al. They just get in there and they make connections. Well, they were grooming Barry before anybody knew who the heck Barry was. Nobody knew who Barry was, did they? Nobody still knows who Barry is. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, he's never produced any kind of anything, man. You know, I was reading the thing the other day about how his, his two kids... They got no birth certificates. They got no uh, no evidence that they are. Well, actually... you know, uh, Michelle might not be Miss Michelle. She might be Mister Michelle too. Well, yeah, and and if that's I'm hearing case... all that stuff about Mister Michelle, you know, it's not Miss Michelle or Mrs. Mrs. Obama. It's Mister Barry. Well, and if that's the case, then those aren't her kids. You know, that's and right. That's people, exactly right. People have been raising the questions because you know, again, there's just a lack of. Ooh, what's that word? Transparency with yeah, Obama. Uh, I mean, this oh, guy. Oh, wait a minute, Frank. Everybody talking about this TPP and nobody can see it. Barry won't let anybody see it. The Congress won't let anybody see what's in this bill, huh? No, unless you mm. go to the basement and lock yourself in a room, and then you can't tell anybody, Al. Uh, you know, oh, you, you can't know. take any pictures. You can't take any notes, Frank. All you can do is look at the garbage. Yeah, and then not tell anybody. That's right, because if you tell anybody, you'll go to jail or get uh, executed. Yeah, I, you know, if, I think if I was a senator, I'd push that to the limit and say, you know what, I am reading it, and I am telling everybody everything I can remember about it. And what are you going to yeah, do? And if you don't you like know? it, uh, okay, uh, try throwing me in jail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about all we let's can see do. The, let's see the law on that. Where Where is this all? Yeah, secret? where is the law on that one? 
The law on that one's going to have to wait, Frank, because it is break time. It is, and we'll be back in just a few. Everybody stay right where you're at. internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 225 4659. That's 541 
225-425-4659 or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, welcome back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is the 23rd of June, 2015. It's Tuesday, about 38 minutes past noon Pacific time, and we've got Al from Colorado on the line in the middle of the lightning round. Welcome back, Al. Yes, I see your favorite uh, city by the bay is now going to offer gay studies course. Oh, boy. For high schoolers, and if I was a parent of one of those high schoolers, I'd be burning the place down. Yeah, yeah, I'd be pretty upset, but They're then again... pushing their agenda, Frank, and guess what? The gay people have no special rights, do they, Frank? Well, None. they do, and they're not... They, I mean, they shouldn't, but they do. They, you're correct, they shouldn't. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a mess, Al. I mean, you know... I hate to bring it up, but, you know, the Bible says in the days of Noah, you know, and this is one of the things that was going on then. And, uh, you know, that and genetic engineering, I mean, we we got the trifecta going on here as far as, uh, and I don't think it's going to end well, Al. No, it's not, Frank. Now, here's something. Oh, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, here in Hawaii, not here in Hawaii, but in Hawaii... You yes. know what they're going to do? They're going to take their old buses, the city buses, and they're going to make them into homeless shelters. Hey, if the, they've got to live somewhere, Frank. They can't be on the street. Yeah, well, you know, and, and they're going to You know, it's better than being out in the rain or whatever. Well, they're going to put showers in them and everything. Honolulu, Hawaii, has decided to remedy this concern about um, the homelessness or at least reduce it drastically by reconditioning old buses to provide shelter, security, and comfort for those without. Having received immense pressure in the past year for not doing enough about the homelessness issue on the island of Oahu, uh, Juan Yang, the city's executive director of housing, has presented an ingenious idea to retrofit retired city buses as transitional housing for the homeless. I'm just wondering where are they going to like what? Park them in big lots or or they, they must gonna... have a lot or a place to park them or something. <laughs> there has to be an area some it, dirt. And you know, they just drive them around wasting fuel. No, I don't think know? that's going to work, Frank. You know. Uh <laughs> let's see the renovated buses will provide shelter, showers and recreation. Uh-huh. All right, that wow. must mean television. Right. I don't know what it means. I hope I don't not, think man. how much recreation uh, you're going to uh, having a bus. How much recreation you're going to find inside of a bus, Frank? You're not going to be running a tra- around the track now, are you? Uh, no. And uh, let's see. The city's agreed to donate about 70 buses uh, to be turned into shelters. Hey. And uh, you might get a couple of hundred people off the uh, street that it's way. Gonna, Who knows? It's going to be uh, different than an RV, uh, which is basically a house on wheels. Each renovated bus will be outfitted to serve a distinct purpose. Some will have beds and screens to provide shelter. Others will provide showers and basic hygiene facilities. Now, you know what? I'll tell you something, Al, because I, uh, I, I lived in Honolulu. Uh, homeless, mm-hmm. and one thing about Honolulu is you you basically had to go to the beach to take a shower. Mm-hmm. So these buses. Well, the uh, shower, shower was the ocean, is what the shower was, evidently, Frank. 
Well, yeah, yeah, you don't want well, to. Or, they, or did they have uh, showers uh, there at the beach? Yeah, they did because you know you're supposed to wash off the salt water when you get out of the uh, ocean, and that's what mm-hmm. they were there. But of course, they were cold water showers. But hey, better than nothing. So you know, basically, they, I think that's a real good idea to uh, provide people with a place to take showers because you know in that uh environment in hawaii it's really humid and if you get a a cut or something you uh it's kind of hard to keep it from getting infected and uh Mm. you know if you don't take showers uh clean them up clean it up you know Mm -hmm. you get problems yeah you Mm. do so that's kind of good and uh so they're going to do this thing with uh i guess some buses are going to be just all bunks and stuff and others are going to be all uh Whatever. You know, showers, and, uh, you know, that's what they're going to do. And let's see. Huh. Uh, different designs, and those with doors in front and back will be divided in the car- in the center for privacy so as to house two families. Hmm. I see. So they're going to put two families in a, in, in a per bus. Uh-huh. All right. Well, hey, there. Somebody's thinking, you know, I mean, something to do with yeah. those old well, buses. I think uh, somebody has some brains there. Well, Here's an interesting one. I'm sorry, go ahead, finish up. No, I was just saying, you know, I mean, it's better than what it, what's the alternative? What, crush them up? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's not going to do anything. No. Just make more scrap metal that they got to get rid of. Yeah, sell it to China. Yeah. Well, here's a fun one for you, Frank. This family in St. Louis County, Missouri decided they didn't want electricity or gas. So what do you think they did? They sent the SWAT team at them. Not making that up, Frank. Wow. Oh, they didn't like it. Uh, The neighbors didn't like it because, uh, what does it say here? They claimed they were a nuisance. Say they drove over neighbors' lawns, had fights, and used dogs to intimidate neighbors. But, you know, you don't kick somebody out of their house, Frank, because they don't have gas or electricity now, do you? Well, you shouldn't. I mean, how many hundreds of years did people not have gas and electricity in their house? <laughs> More than we've been around. Yeah, so, you know, somehow they, you know, th- that's the whole thing, you know, this, I mean. Frank, uh, this garbage of kicking people off their land because they don't have a sewer line or they don't hook up to the electric line, this is garbage, Frank. They're as bad as, this is as bad as the homeowners associations. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, I know the, uh, I know your love for the HOAs. I know we all oh, know your love. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, can't, I can't think of joining up for uh, anything worse than that. You know, uh, Frank, any time they tell you you can't put the American flag in front of your house and they say we're going to find you, I say go collect it. Go try to collect it. Well, I wonder what they do if you put a Confederate flag up front of your house. They'll get shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, They'll call in an airstrike on you, Frank. Yeah, because that flag is dangerous, as we've already determined. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, you know, that flag didn't have its gun permit, and maybe that's why it was illegal. And that's You know what I'm saying, Frank? The oh, flag yeah. didn't, didn't have its gun permit. It didn't have the proper paperwork. Its papers that's right. are not your in papers, order. Please. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Your papers are not in order. Well, yeah. hey, here's something else. Remember not too long ago, what, a couple of weeks, few weeks ago, the yeah. uh, World Health Organization found that, uh, what is it, glyco- uh, glyphosate in the uh, 
Roundup? Oh, the garbage that's in the Monsatan stuff? That's the stuff that's in Monsatan's garbage. Yeah, that it probably... Glycophosphate or it, whatever? Yeah, I know it, what you're talking about. It probably yeah. causes cancer. Oh, probably. Well, yeah, that's what they, that's what they said. Now, now, uh, 2,4-D, okay, you know what that is? That's uh, like DDT or something, isn't well, it? Well, actually, like... close. It's Agent Orange. It's the active ingredient in Agent oh, Orange. Oh, that's the Agent Orange garbage. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, now uh, the World Health Organization has determined that it possibly causes cancer in humans. Oh, this is what they're going to fertilize the crops with now, Frank. Oh, they're, already, they're already doing it, Al. Oh, they're doing that already. Yeah, they, they had to, Al, because... The bottom line is the Roundup isn't working anymore. The the weeds have adapted to that, and they're just growing like crazy. And they and uh, Roundup so the weeds have anymore. done what the insects have done. The like just like the insects have adapted to the garbage. Now the weeds have. Yeah. So now they've got to try to put this uh, Agent Orange mm-hmm. on on the food oh, crop. Oh, just what we want. Yeah. Well, Frank, it's for AVR listeners. It's time to grow your own, folks. Yeah, because I mean, you know, if you figure well. You're walking through the jungle and they get this stuff sprayed on you, mm-hmm. and you die. You get cancer and all kinds of other things. Uh, yeah, how can it be good the, to eat? Well, what is it? The other thing, the uh, the uh, you know the shell shock thing. What do we call it now? The new name for it? What PTSD. we used to call shell. Sh- yeah, PTSD. Yeah, mm-hmm. that causes that garbage too. I think as well. As well. well, it doesn't all help it. because it's a it's a neuro neurological thing, and it it says uh-huh. now they say that it. Uh, their classification is possibly carcinogenic to humans. It's a step below the more definite, probably carcinogenic, which is what they said about... Uh, well, what the they should do is get rid of the possibly and the probably. That's what they need to do. Yeah, but it's two steps above probably not carcinogenic. <laughs> Boy, are these, guys definite, what? are these guys definite or what? Probably, maybe, uh, could yeah. be, maybe not, but... Uh, yeah. See, yeah, here it is. Glyphosate was probably carcinogenic to uh, humans. So yeah, possibly, yeah. So this well, is like what? one they step showed the below. one guy. The one guy was interviewing the other guy on uh, TV about Monsatan, and he said that the uh, the guy that was uh, representing Monsatan said uh, 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 it's perfectly uh, uh, perfectly uh, safe to use. So the guy says, "Here, I'm going to give you a glass of it." And the guy said, "What are you?" Uh, What's the word? A censored nuts? Well, this yeah, right but I, you know, I saw that too. But he was saying, "Oh, he'd be happy to drink it. Say it's safe." And so the guy said, "Okay, hey, you know there what? We've got some right back here. Let me get you a glass full of that." And he's like, "Oh, well, uh, what are you crazy? I'm not going to drink that." Well, wait a minute. You just said it was safe, and you'd be happy to drink it. And then a the guy walked off or something. Yep. But you know when you when, know which one I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, you know I saw you saw it. the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's all yeah. fine and good until somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm calling yeah. you on that. Yeah, Here's well, it's glad. time for you to drink it, nutso. Yeah, well, you said you would. You said you'd be happy to. You said you're not not afraid of it at all. It's good. It's happy. It's, uh, you know, it's safe. Hey, what what's the problem? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but then, oh, what, are you crazy? Yeah. Well, I'm not the one that said I would drink it. You did. You know, uh, t- but no, he walked off and. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what I got done because I actually was uh, in view of an idiot box on my uh, little vaca- not vacation when I had to go back east, as right. I told you. And this thing with the white woman claiming to be black, the uh, Fox News and Commie News Network didn't get off it for nearly a week. 
<laughs> you know, the woman who claims she was black. Oh, or yeah, she, yeah. But she's not. Uh, Frank, I think this woman was looking for attention, and also it was a very good way to distract the sheep from the real problems going on, like the TPP. Well, yeah. I mean, she was obviously a distraction. I think she, you know, she's either an actress or she's mentally ill. Or both. I think, oh, well, no, I think the second one, Frank, is more appropriate. Yeah, because she has said some really. Uh, well, you know, if she went to if she went to school on an NAACP scholarship, they should force her to pay the money back. Then, Frank. Well, she sued the college she went to. I mean, she went to. Why a, would she sue the college? What for? What was? Because she was, of course, she was going to a black college as a white woman, and she yeah. didn't feel that the college was treating her fair because she was pregnant and something else, and uh, you know, and whatever. They, they didn't give her a certain scholarship, and they didn't give her some, uh, you know, job as a as a uh, teaching assistant. And she sued him and said, "Hey, you know, you're discriminating against me." She lost, of course. She didn't win. So that. now she became black, so she could get her scholarship. Now she became apparently, black. Apparently, you know, apparently it's like, well, well, you can't beat them, join them. I guess I don't know. You know, she just well, like I say, tells, the world... and then she says, well, you know, there's really no proof that my parents are actually my parents. <laughs> Frank, this woman belongs at a mental institution. I Frank, think so you know, and years ago she would have been locked up. You look, you're. Yeah, okay. You you identify with black. That's nice. Go you know what? If she wants to call herself black, I think everybody should call her black. But if she took money under false pretenses, which she did, she needs to be forced to repay that money to the school or whatever. Well, you know, the thing is, it's just, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, you're not black. Look, okay, if you want to be the head of the NAACP, fine. I mean, in Seattle, whatever. Do you have to be black? No, you don't. Well, then why pretend to be black? You know, I mean, really, just, you know, if you want to be, hey, if you can do a good job for the people, why should they care if you're black or white? Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, people need to start thinking, you know, because Barack Obama did not get elected president because all the black people voted for him. He got no. elected because a lot of white people voted for him. You know, so obviously <laughs> there's somebody in the country that's not a flaming, uh, you know, racist, a I racist? guess, you know, I, I guess. Uh, whatever. Anyway, it's unreal what's going on out there. Oh, yeah. and now we've got we've got the two uh, the two convicts. The woman, what was wrong with that woman? She uh, her husband worked there, and she was having an affair with one of the convicts. Uh, on top of all this, yeah. Uh, Frank Hollywood could not make these movies. If you if Hollywood made a movie like this, people would just shake their heads in disbelief. Well, that's what that's what uh, the governor of New York said. Cuomo, that's what he said. You know, if you made this up, people wouldn't believe it. Uh, but then again, you know, he said something real strange, because this is all going up uh, pretty close to the Canadian border. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead of saying, well, hey, we don't really know where they're at. They could be in Canada by now, right? Yeah. He didn't say that. He said, well, we don't really know where they're at. He goes, you know, they could be in Mexico by now. Who knows where they are? Why would they be in Mexico, though, Al? 
a little further away if they I didn't mean, have transportation, Frank. If does, you don't have transportation, it's a long walk from New York to yeah, Mexico, Frank. Does, does Cuomo know something we don't know? Like, you know, did he give him a ride or something or what? Why would he say that? I have no idea. Maybe he's maybe some of his gray matter is possibly missing, Frank. Well, you you think? Cuomo's Cuomo's fixing to go to prison here pretty soon. He's going to be oh, really? going to be another governor going to jail. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. really? No, oh, what, what's yeah. He, what what has he done now? Corruption. He's embroiled in all kinds of corruption in New York. Oh, They've really? already arrested some of the people from the state legislature. Uh, a guy named Silver's been arrested. Uh, really? Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they they've got a lot of. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't know better, I think it would have been Illinois rather than you know. I would think Cuomo was the governor of Illinois because they have a real good track record of, of people going to uh, jail. Well, yeah, their governor's still in jail, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, back of Blagovich or whatever. Yeah, you know, and, oh, hey, and Oregon's Oregon's uh, ex governor ought to be going to jail, but oh, you mean Kitch Robber with yeah. his and his uh, and his and his uh, much younger wife. Concubine, uh, we call yeah, it. Yeah, concubine. You know, yeah, the Kiss thing Robert. is, it's uh, you know he should be going to jail, but I doubt uh-huh. he will, because you know there's a Democratic uh, governor in there now, and and she's gonna you know they talk about oh yeah we're gonna get to the bottom of this, but they're gonna end up protecting him because he's been oh, a long right. wait time until you're, you know Democrat here. Yeah, wait until your fifteen dollar an hour wage kicks in, Frank. How many small businesses are gonna go goodbye in the state of Oregon? Fifteen bucks an hour. I don't know what. What are they going to raise it to? Fifteen bucks an hour now. It's already. Uh, L.A. is definitely doing. California is definitely doing it by either sixteen or seventeen. Well, you know, California. Assuming they may, we make it that far. Yeah, California. You know, I mean, they look for new and exciting ways to drive businesses out of that state, and they have for a long time. (laughs) They don't have to work very hard, Frank, do they? Well, there's not many businesses left. I mean, you know, I mean, they pretty much killed everything. So now, yeah, hey, those few remaining businesses, yeah, let's kill them. Fifteen bucks an hour. Let's make it twenty. What the heck? Hey. You know what? If they don't get some water down there pretty soon, there ain't going to be a California. Well, that's true, and I won't miss it. But the thing is... Oh, no, they'll all be coming up to you, Frank, looking for your water. Yeah, well, you know, they... Actually, Reno's the new, uh, you know, place they like to go, uh, Californians. That's the more... Really? That's the Let more them stay popular. in Nevada. That's a good place for them. Let them stay in Nevada. That's, a, that's the more popular place right now, anyway, but... Uh, yeah, you know, that, that drought down there, man, they, they keep talking, well, you know, it's a 14-year drought. Well, shouldn't have somebody done something, I don't uh, know, like 10 shouldn't years ago? should somebody go up to Alaska and burn down Harp, Frank, because that's what's causing all this garbage? <laughs> yeah. Or at we least had they, all those storms in uh, Texas over the last week or so. Remember all the, 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 the well, not a hurricane, I don't know if it was a hurricane or all the storms. Uh, mm-hmm. And Houston was under, what, two or oh, three yeah, feet yeah, of water? Oh, yeah, yeah, big floods over there. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, and you would think, Al, somebody would have said 10 years ago, hey, you know, we're in a drought for four years already. Uh, Hey, you know, maybe we ought to think about what are we going to do for water if this keeps going on? Oh, you mean they just let it go on and didn't do nothing about it? Isn't that lovely? Well, not only didn't they do anything about it, they they did bad things like, oh, uh, Hey, guess what? There's a bug that lives in the uh, in, in this place over here. Uh, so you're going to have to release all these, you know, hundreds of acres of water into the ocean because, uh, you know, that bug needs dry land. 
Oh, one of those things, like the desert tortoise and all that garbage. Exactly. Ah, uh, uh, the tree huggers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and they went for it, and it's like, are you kidding me? You just dumped hundreds of acres of water. They said that there was enough water to supply California for a year and a half. And, and they that's just, what they dumped fresh water yeah. into the ocean or whatever. Yeah, yeah, into the ocean. Because of some bug or, or because of something. a bug? Who cares about a stupid bug? Well, apparently, oh, brother Frank, I tell you what. And 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 now, how many desalination plants does California have operating? Zero. Yeah, you know why is that? I mean, you know, it's like, wait a minute. You know, we're in a drought. We're running out of water. This is a big agriculture state. We're going to need water. And hey, look, there's a big pile of water out there in the Pacific Ocean. Hey, Frank, for the money that's been spent on Iraq and Afghanistan since 2003, we could have rebuilt Detroit, rebuilt New Orleans, and put all the salinization plants in and still had money left over. Yeah, but, you know. No, no, no. Those God, people I... wouldn't have been killed, see. Oh, yeah, whatever. Apparently they had to die. Yeah, and unfortunately we are out of time, Frank. Yes, we are, Al. So we'll see you again next Tuesday. At the regular, new, back to the regular time. Back to the future. That's right. Okie doke, Frank. See you next week. All right. I'll I'll see you, Al. All right, folks. Well, I'll be back again tonight. And uh, we got a full day coming up. Good stuff, so don't go anywhere. As always, thanks for listening. heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, June 23rd, 2015. Good afternoon, Al. Hi, Melody. Well, a little pressure on gold today, big move in the dollar, but gold today down 840 at 1178.50, we had a high of 1188. Silver down 35 at 1592. Broke down. We, we, we was high all day. We had a high of 1625. Really didn't break into the 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 into the 15 dollar level until really in the last uh, part of trading. Platinum was up six dollars at one thousand seventy and palladium was also up a dollar at six hundred and ninety nine. USDX today, as I mentioned, was up big today, one point one three at ninety five forty nine. And crude oil was up almost eighty cents today, making it sixty one seventeen. And of course the the markets are still uh cheering or what they believe is a possible Greece um, agreement. They're all agreeing to disagree, but uh, you have the Dow up 24 points at 18,144. The Nasdaq was up six at 51.60. The S&P up one at 21.24. Ten-year yield 0.05, 2.41, creeping up a little bit. Uh, a lot of pressure on the euro. Of course, seeing that strength in the dollar, what were we to expect? 1.112 down 160. European markets. Uh, Japan seems to be the biggest uh, winner, uh, up 388 points, almost 2 percent. And uh, the London and Germany and the um, European markets are pretty much about what the U.S. markets uh, were able to manage today. Actually, they did a little bit better than the U.S. markets. Kind of like a relatively quiet day. I mean, it's hard to say it's a quiet day when there's just tons of things going on. I mean, you still have the Middle East going crazy. Supposedly, they killed the guy that masterminded Benghazi. Uh, he's been wiped out in Syria, so they say. And um, as, How would as they to, know? I know. As to make, How would they really know? No, well, it was just to make Benghazi seem like, uh, you know, it was taken care of. And that gives a, it, it lessens Hillary's baggage a little bit, I think, to Benghazi. But uh, and you're right. How would they know? <laughs> Obviously, their intel wasn't that great or Benghazi would have happened, wouldn't have happened uh, anyway. So, yeah, no, that's a good question. I, 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 the, they could have Benghazi, and they could find out afterwards who was responsible. I understand that. Um, but I wonder, you know, this is the sort of thing. I, I don't know if they actually killed anybody. You know, I'm not even sure. Is there really war going on in the Middle East, Melody, or do we just hear reports about war? You know, obviously, I believe that there's a war going on. That's kind of a silly question, but there is something happening in the world where can you really be sure of the reports you're getting? Well, I mean, so I, much, there's so much disinformation, you know, how, where do you say, oh, I, I trust this information? Not easily done anymore. No, it isn't. And that's why, folks, you just, that's why you have to read multiple uh, news reports. Uh, you, you just can't focus on, you know, one magazine or one news report to tell you 
you know, what is going on. And uh, there's several. You, there's have, another to, you have to get involved in foreign um, sources. Foreign reporting. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another point also. You know, given the government's influence on the mainstream media, the probability of getting the truth out of the biggest mainstream media outlets is somewhat diminished. They're going to give you the spin. Now, it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to get the truth out of the smaller outlets, but it may be that there's a higher probability. At least you're going to get something where a reporter, a journalist, stands up and he says, this is what I think is going on. They'll give you some facts, and he connects the dots in a way that you or I might not agree with, but nevertheless, he's giving you the facts. He may come to a different conclusion in, in some of his reports, but at least it might be an honest conclusion rather than the party line. And the mainstream media, I mean, Brian Williams, I don't know. How many times is he telling us the truth? How many times is he telling us what he thinks the truth might be? How many times is he telling us what the government wants him to tell us? Smaller operators aren't subject to that same level of influence. There's a better chance that you might get some truth out of them, maybe by intent, maybe by accident. But the big outlets, NBC, ABC, CBS, can you really trust them? We can trust Brian Williams. Today, you know what? It's amazing. Here you have Donald Trump. He surges in popularity in New Hampshire, takes the mm-hmm. second place in in a poll. And, of course, he is the most disliked of the, the GOP candidates in the field. And uh, he, 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 I guess he filed his paperwork uh, uh, with the uh, Federal Elections Commission's uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, I, I, it, it, it's it's interesting to see him gain ahead of, you know, the Scott Walkers, the Rubios. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, he's second behind Bush. It's, well, but it's even amazing. Bush is number one. I mean, <laughs> so the whole thing doesn't. This whole poll doesn't really say a whole lot. There's does still it? fluoride in the drinking water. <laughs> as long as we can tell that. This is the fluoride indicator. If how how is Jeb Bush doing in the in the polls, and we can judge whether there's enough, too much, or not enough fluoride in the drinking water. But again, it's just it, 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 I don't know. It's just kind of a comparison of what everything else is going on, and you know whether he'd be a good president or not still remains to be seen. But he's certainly talking the talk anyway, and people are liking what they're hearing. You're uh, talking about you're talking Trump. about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I understand. Why do people like what he's what we're hearing from him? Because we have the impression he might tell us the truth. truth. Yeah. I don't mean that it's going to be just hooray, happy days are here again, but the man might actually deal with us as if we were adults and say you can handle the truth and even if you can't, too bad. I'm telling you the truth. The rest of these clowns, we expect them to lie. And we don't even get upset about it. We say, oh, yeah, it's a politician. Now, what do you say? Well, he lied to me about this, that, and the other. Oh, how interesting. All right? we, we are so used to being lied to by politicians, it doesn't even offend us. We don't pay attention to it unless we see an honest candidate or what may be an honest candidate stand up and start telling the truth. And all of a sudden, the comparison, you know, it's like black and white. You know, we can say, oh, my God, look at that. The man's telling the truth. And it's not necessarily true that we agree with the truth he's telling, but at least he's telling it the way he sees it, not the way the party line is. 
He's telling it the way he sees it. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe he's right. But at least we're getting some truth. So he's going to do well as long as he stays honest, I think. I mean, the worst thing that could happen to him is if you catch him in a significant lie. All right. Then he's going to have a problem. But if he can stay honest and stay in the campaign, I think he's going to do well. I think he's even going to be nominated. The Republican leadership won't like him, but the rank and file? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I think I agree. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but while we're talking about campaign folks, yeah. um, they're eliminating the Confederate flag in various mm-hmm. places. You mm-hmm. have Walmart, Sears, who said they wouldn't carry any Confederate flag merchandise. I don't know what's going wrong. I don't know what's wrong with those people. Next thing you know, they won't even be selling white hoods for the eBay. Ku Klux Klan. eBay said it was banning Confederate flag merchandise from their online auction. Hillary certainly made uh, uh, strong statements about pulling down the flag and so forth. However, you can still buy Hillary Clinton 2008 Arkansas Confederate flag pins and uh, the Hillary Clinton 2008 Alabama Confederate flag pins. So, you know, (laughs) the world has gone insane, Al. I understand that. You know, I agree with the idea. They're flying the Confederate flag at some state capitals. My understanding. I don't follow it closely, but it's my understanding. I'd I'd say that's that's improper. All right. That war has been over for over a century. Confederacy has been gone for 150 years or thereabouts. Um, We don't need to keep flying the Confederate flag at a state capital. But the Confederate flag is part of American history and a big part of American history. And it's, there is a cultural phenomena that's associated with the Confederate flag. And whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, it's like Indians, you know, bury my heart at Wounded Knee. They've got an opinion on what happened at Wounded Knee. Well, shall we get rid of it? Let's eliminate the book, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, and let's eliminate it. I'll talk about that. There'll be no more Indian paraphernalia sold at Walmart or someplace else because it's offensive to some people. Look, it's part of American history. It's part of our culture. And I think some of these outfits, Sears, eBay, Walmart, they're not going to sell any more Confederate paraphernalia. What's that got to do with anything? I mean, if I had a cigarette lighter that has a Confederate flag on it, what's that hurt? Does that do something wrong? This is a cultural artifact, right? In the same sense that we have cultural artifacts, what about we have these, uh, these, these pretend wars every year between the North and the South, and people dress up in their, in their gray uh, uniforms for the South Get and the for the North. Yeah. Yeah, and they have these, and they get their flintlocks, and they play these war games. Shall we eliminate all of the Confederate soldiers from these war games? Shall we just pretend that there was never a Confederacy? I mean, some of this stuff is just nutty, where it's officially involved on the Capitol, uh, the, the grounds of the Capitol. Yeah, I get that. All right, that you know, it's time to let that go. Maybe long past time. But should people be persuaded? They can't find a place to buy a Confederate flag to fly from their 
from their truck or paste on the window of their truck or whatever. You know, some of this is just stupid. It's just stupid. These people are trying to rewrite history, and they're not just trying to help people. They're trying to they, the black the Confederate flag is offensive to most blacks. Although I saw some guy, he's uh, he's black minister. He's parading around with a Confederate flag and arguing that, uh, you know, he thinks it's a good thing. It's part of American heritage and it should be there. And I agree with him. You can't live your lives based on being politically correct. Where, oh, I can't fly a flag of this particular size, shape, dimension. Oh, I might hurt somebody's feelings. Oh, screw them. Get over it. You understand? The war ended 150 years ago. It's a fact. We don't need to continue to associate racism with it, for example. Well, they compare the Confederate flag to the swastika. Uh-huh. And, they can, and the swastika, fine. Let's eliminate the swastika. Only problem you've got is the swastika was found in Indian cultures centuries before Adolf Hitler was ever even born. Let's eliminate the swastika all over the world. Anybody who flies a swastika, let's drone them. All right, let's fire a drone and we'll kill them. Because in the name of peace, we're going to kill. Oh, my God. You know, some things are just so stupid that you just sit back and shake your head and you feel like Dr. Doolittle at times. You know, if I could talk to the animals or, you know, if I could talk to the animals, only in this case, if I could talk to the idiots. And that's what the world seems to be increasingly populated by or at least controlled by idiots. Do they speak English? Do they feel a need to learn to speak English? Well, we got a couple of minutes. Uh, we got about four minutes. Maybe we can take uh, Jim from West Virginia in that time. Well, Jim. Oh, hello. Um, I can choose to be offended by the color of your shoestrings if I so desire. <laughs> and then we'll have to do something about that, won't we? Oh, this is insane. Uh, I've got yeah. several little points I'd like to string together real quick. I've been listening to shortwave since I was 10. This has to do with the media and lying. And back then, the New World Order didn't control most of them. Now they do. So you get the same uh, carbon footprint garbage. Anyway, and I can remember... I had the hardest time believing it, but uh, some of the different lies. But one time we heard the commies were the big bad boy back then. And uh, so we heard that their commies had burned down a church, a Christian church in Thailand or something, because they're trying to get the boogeyman going, right? And so my dad had access to a telephone system for carbide. So he waited until the evening, free telephone calls. So he calls Thailand, or maybe it was Singapore. I didn't know Thailand from a Finland back then. Anyway, it never happened. But, you know, Walter Conkite and his guys said it. Okay. Next is situation. I trusted our local media, Daily Mail and Gazette in Charles, West Virginia. Last year of high school, last two weeks of high school, I was going to, I told those guys I just got a scholarship to Purdue in their journalism, which I turned down. I was going to come back work with them. So a guy went through his uh, little filing cabinet, showed me pictures, Polaroid pictures of the back of a 1906 voting machine. The job you do is with the curtain came behind you to pull the lever down. And he said, the letter of explanation, how to get that thing to record the exact opposite of the lever you pulled on any race or all of them. Mm -hmm. He said, now, do you want to hear the kicker? I said, yeah. Now, back then, you had to verify something like that, okay? Classic rules of journalism and throw it out the door. 
So he said Kanawha County wouldn't even let us look in the back of a voting machine, much less take yeah. pictures of it. He said, now you want to hear the real kicker? I said, yeah. Like this, this letter had been sent to him like 66 or 67. The people upstairs wouldn't let us run the story. The Kanawha County wouldn't let us look in the back of a voting machine. I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. two bubbles got busted in my face. One was faith in our local media, and the other was our, our voting. And I cried my way. I mean, I cussed my way out of the Daily Mail. I knew some of the guys because I used to take pictures and give them to them. And I cried myself to sleep that night. I got off the bus, and Mom looked at me and said, there's something bad wrong. I said, yeah, I'll tell you tomorrow. So I was in shock. Just hurt too bad on top of everything else I'd learned. And the next day, I told her about it. And she said, you did know, didn't you, that the town criers of old, before there was broadcast or newspapers, the town criers of old had to answer to the king of the wealthy merchants. You did know that, didn't you? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. But there's an unholy alliance between the media and politicians. If you ask yeah, the wrong see. question of the media of a politician, you will never get called on again. So just to understand, this has been going on like forever. Mm -hmm. This 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 lying on the part of the mainstream media, folks. It's 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 it's, it's an aid to it. Well, I think I've kind of covered that subject a little bit too good, maybe. Good thing, because we are now about 10 seconds until commercials, Jim. God bless. So God thank bless. you for your call. Bye-bye. God bless. All right, we're going to take a break for some commercials, give you another story when we come back. Had to deal with 60 Minutes back a couple of years ago. And just along these lines, media manipulation and so on. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom. We'll be back on Financial Survival. Just a moment. Stay tuned. Financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w's.thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. 
If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your health care options just became endless. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. And uh, I promised I'd tell you something about, oh, I was on 60 Minutes back a couple of years ago. I think it was 2011, if I recall correctly. I think it's three years now since I was there. I don't remember clearly. I was there. I was associated. And I, was, I was interviewed. They flew down to interview me here in Texas. And... Uh, they were hoping, you know, I was hoping they'd give me a straight shot, and they were hoping to do a hatchet job on me, and it became apparent. I was, I was optimistic going into it, and I thought they'd give me a straight shot. And after about 15 minutes, it, I'm a little slow on the uptake, but it was apparent, yeah, they were going to try to do a hatchet job. And it's easily done. I've been on media before, and one instance in particular, some woman interviewed me for an hour. I thought she believed everything I was saying. Um, she cut and pasted little points out of the hour's interview when they rebroadcast it later. It had me saying things that I would have sworn up and down. You could not get me to say, and yet there I was, saying things that were completely contrary to my own opinion. It, it's, it's, it was just bizarre. It was eerie. But if you talk a long, long enough, and people, if you do it live, people know what you're talking about. If you do it recorded, they can hunt and pick and cherry pick out of the, that one hour, and they can pull up two, three minutes where you seem to be saying things completely contrary to your interest. So I was concerned it might happen with 60 minutes, but when we got down there, it became apparent that they were trying to uh, discredit me in the sovereignty movement, I'm a, which I, with which I'm associated, or at least, you know, at least... I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm not a member, per se, but I'm aware of it. Well... As we got into the program, Byron Pitts was the was the was in charge of conducting the interview, and we got to a point in the program where he and I just locked eyes. We're about halfway through the hour. It wasn't the program through the interview. We're about halfway through the hour. We just locked eyes at one point, and he knew, and I knew, that he couldn't handle me. He was trying to get me to say things that were contrary to my interests, and I wasn't dividing, and he was very frustrated by that. But the idea behind was to discredit me, and to some degree they attempted to do so. It could have been, it could have been worse. But the program that was aired about a month later, I was told by people who followed it 
that the comments were running two to one in my favor. I was afraid I was going to be, the hatchet job was going to come down. I was going to look like an idiot more so than I might otherwise, than I might normally do. And uh, as it turned out, the public heard what I had to say, and they were running the comments on the 60 Minutes website were running two to one in my favor, which, I don't know, long story, I guess. I'm a short story long is what it comes down to, but they tried to get me, but they didn't, all right? And I think it was important in that particular instance that people came down two to one in my favor. I think it shows that under the right circumstances, you can take an idea that is politically incorrect. And despite media conditioning, propaganda, and the rest of it, you can get up there and you can get to, it's just like Trump, right? Trump is trying to tell the truth. And people are responding to that, even if they don't like the truth. I get the impression they want to hear somebody, will somebody please treat me like an adult and tell me the truth? Trump's doing that. To some extent, I tried to do the same thing on the 60 Minutes interview, and it communicated. People got it. So the, the situation, I guess, what I'm trying to get to is this is not a hopeless situation, but it is a pervasive situation. And if you want to know what's really going on in this world and how it affects you, it is incumbent on you to do your own research and start finding sources that you think you can trust and getting rid of the sources that pretty sure you can't trust. And then you start waiting to see, do we have a political candidate who's willing to tell the truth? I mean, in some regards, a man who tells the truth even if I don't like what he thinks the truth is. We have to learn that I would rather vote for the guy who's telling the truth than vote for some guy who is a trained professional liar who we can count on to tell us, tell us lies, tell us lies, tell us sweet, sweet lies. We've got to get rid of the liars and find people. Even if we don't like the truth, we've got to start dealing with the truth. And we're going to. You know, everybody, just we just don't know when. Truth is coming. All right? We're going to have that day when we all of a sudden find out, wait a second, you mean my bonds and my pension plan, all that, these paper debt instruments, they're not worth anything anymore? Yeah, buddy, that's the truth. We aren't going to like that truth. A lot of people are going to be deeply upset by it. But we're going to face it sooner or later. And not so long from now. It might be a couple of years but still coming at us like a slow-moving freight train. And when it gets here, we're going to deal with the truth whether we like it or not. My suggestion is we start to deal with it now, just as if we were adults, and regardless whether we like it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's confront the truth. You know, with any problem, the key to any problem is proper diagnosis. You've got to sit back. Got a problem? Okay, what is the cause? What is, let's diagnose the problem. Once you've diagnosed the problem, it's like brain surgery. The diagnosis is the key. Anybody can take a scalpel and cut some meat. That's not the problem. The question is, where do you cut? You need accurate diagnosis. The actual skill of cutting and pasting down there in the, you know, in the brain or whatever, uh, it's you know, not all that different from the guy who's working down at the, uh, the meat market. It's not really all that different. It's a diagnosis. That's where, that's where the 
the solution to the problem will be found or not found, and you can't diagnose if you're not going to deal with the truth, and that's where we are. We're caught in a world where we are so surrounded by lies, we can't get accurate diagnoses. So, I'm a a nut for trying to find the truth, and uh, I don't know that I've ever done it, but I've tried, you know? You can't just say that I or Trump or anyone else has found the truth. I'm not speaking as if I'm giving you prophecy when I talk to you folks. But I am telling you what I think the truth is. I'm telling you what my truth is, as near as I can see it and understand it, and honestly understand it. That's what we're trying to do, and that's all any of us can try to do. I give you my opinion of the truth, but my honest opinion, my sincere opinion of the truth. Other people you can talk to, they're going to give you an opinion also, but it's not an opinion that's intended to communicate the truth. It's intended to communicate a lie by means of which they can manipulate you and control you and compel you, entice you, persuade you to do something that's contrary to your own interests. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to say, here's what I think the truth is. You know, what do you think? Almost, Al. <laughs> almost what? Oh, almost. But um, And I agree, but today I just wanted to bring this up, too, that the Senate today voted to advance Obama's trade agenda, approving a measure to end the debate on the fast-track authority. It was a 60-37 to 37 motion that set up a vote on final passage uh, on Wednesday, and um, it should be sent uh, to Obama's desk uh, to become law. And uh, so it, it, it's just... Uh, you can't keep a good liar down, Melody. I, I guess not. Uh, Thirteen Democrats backed fast trade in Tuesday's vote, handing <laughs> the, the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell a major legislative victory. Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland, he's a Democrat, voted against the procedural motion. Um, it he did must not be include... independently wealthy. The other 13, their retirement is now assured. The um, package did not include a workers' assistance program for people that were displaced by increased trade. The trade adjustment assistance, uh, that was the TAA program. Now, of course, that was part of the, the fast-track package. Uh, it was approved by the Senate in May, but, of course, that was a big opposition to the package among Democrats in the House. And um, so he's got just a little more power here. And um, uh, But... John Boehner, not to let anyone down, uh, he said he was pledged to vote again on TAA as soon as it clears the upper chamber. So uh, they will consider it and pass. And uh, so, you know, that's so how the they do it. So the heat died down. We stopped them the first time around, and they just said, fine. The people have exhausted their energy, and now they won't do anything. Second time around, and that may be how they're planning this. You know, essentially, the people putting up pressure on congressmen that uh, didn't pass first time around, well, they just wait. You folks go on out there and have a free lunch. It's on us. The government is buying, and uh, we're going to take another vote here in a little while. And who knows? This time probably go through. Yeah, it it will. So um, that's all said and done. And, of course, with what happened in South Carolina is is a huge distraction also. Uh, people don't pay attention there. They've been probably glued to the TVs and radio programs that talked about this 24-7 and uh, the tragedy that it is. Uh, you're, what I don't get, you have House GOP leaders are canceling um, 
scheduled Friday votes so that lawmakers can attend funeral services and uh, members and get their pictures in the paper and be interviewed for TV. So forget about what's going on in this country. And, um, you know, I understand having a a silence, moment of silence, but, uh, you know, you know, the problem you've got here, part of this is it's at least presumed that the people of the country, the people of the world, they relate to these personal tragedies more intently, intensely, than they do to something like the price, the stock market's being manipulated. Right? We hear about the stock market's being manipulated, and we kind of wear, but what we relate to and what we is, oh, here, here's, here's nine coffins, and somebody did some shooting and so on and so forth. It's part of human nature to be that way. I don't doubt that. But it is a shame that people don't see as much tragedy or more in high-speed, high-frequency trading in the stock markets. They can see it. Nine people got shot. Oh, that's a tragedy. Well, How many millions got robbed through high-frequency trading? And I'm not suggesting that we have to focus on money, but I'm just trying to say that people don't understand where the real threats to their lives are coming from. They can understand somebody shot some people. Okay, that's a problem everybody can relate to. But they don't understand that somebody else is designing computer algorithms that's going to rob, that will rob millions. Billions. Well, people in billions of dollars, but it's just, and I don't know whether people are really that ignorant or we just assume they're that ignorant and we say, well, there's nothing we can do about this. You know, maybe they are. I know a lot of people are, but how many, what percentage understands it? Yes, what happened in South Carolina is a terrible situation, but it wasn't the end of the world. And the high-speed computer trading, and that's just one example of a thousand that I could probably pull out. Um, there are people that are wheeling and dealing, conniving, manipulating, maneuvering, deceiving, and lying, and they're getting away with it every day because they do it at a level that is over most people's heads, and they do it in a way that's complex and not easily perceived. And if we really want to protect this country, protect ourselves, we really have to start looking and paying attention to those high level deceptions. They are more dangerous to us than individuals walking around with six guns or semi-automatics or rifles. What I have a problem with, Al, is when these tragedies occur, is how they're being used Mm -hmm. to promote someone's somewhere's agenda. And they're not getting to the real issue of the problem and these issues should be addressed and are you all right yes i'm all right and um so that's what i but the fly that i tried to smack is laying on the floor dead but but the tragedy why did not survive tragedies and these people's loss of their lives should not be 
I don't know. Exploited. Exploited. Yeah, no. Exactly. That's what it is. What would this is just another one of Rahm Emanuel and and Hillary Clinton's comments from several years ago. Show true crisis respect is to a these terrible people. thing to waste. Show a crisis true. Crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Meaning anything happens, let's figure a way to you know exploit it. And that's what really gets me about this. The people that are making the most noise about showing up for the funerals and going through all these little dances, they really have the least concern with the fact that nine people are dead. You know, they're just used, they say, oh, here's, here's an angle, we can use this. I think the only people who should be allowed to talk about this and think about it, well, not think about it, but if there, if there was a way where we could restrict all of the comments, maybe even including yours and mine, Let's just listen to what the people, people who died or the relatives, see what they have to say and the rest. Stay out of it. Stop hustling. Stop trying to take advantage with false sympathy for, oh, my gosh. You know, I remember Bill Clinton. He went to somebody's funeral back when he was. <laughs> he started and, laughing. Yeah, I know. He was laughing until he saw a camera watching him. And then all of a sudden he got a somber face on again. That's what we have in our politicians. That's who they really are. They'll play the game, and but in in private, it's they know it's a game, and they don't care about it. That's not sincere. Just how many votes did you get? How much money did you make? You know, blah blah blah. And I think by doing this, it just heats the whole problem even more so by trying to address the real problems that we have. Yeah, I agree. And um, it, it's uh, they're creating a bigger problem. I think that's exactly right, because when they take advantage of these kinds of tragedies and they exploit them, they're inevitably seducing us with lies. We may come to embrace those lies. We may incorporate them into the way we think, but eventually those lies are going to come back to haunt us. And the manipulators are going, the consequences of being subjects to their manipulation is we embrace ideas that are contrary to their own best interest, the best interest of this country. And you keep doing that, and sooner or later, the whole thing goes down the pipe. Let's take a break for some commercials. Melody and I will be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 
or order online at the three W's dot thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Folks, I'm Alfred Addis, here with Melody Cedars from Unfinancial Survival. What's next, Melody? Well, I just want to give a recap of the markets today. Uh, we're just going to try to do this in this time of the program. Gold was down 840 today at 1178.50. We saw silver down 35 at 1592. Platinum, um, platinum was up six at 1070, and palladium was up two at 700. And the paper markets today, the Dow was up 24 points at 18,144. The S&P was up one at 21.24. And the NASDAQ was up six at 51.65,160. Al? All right, we've got an article from Greece, uh, which should come as no surprise. Greece will be on the news Again. sometime. And yes, they'll never be done. Here's the headline. Greece had no choice but to propose harsh reforms. I just hate it when politicians have no choice. I think that's so unfortunate. Greece's economic reform plan includes harsh measures the government would not have proposed had it had a choice. All right. Uh, these include multiple tax increases to persuade, and then these harsh measures are being used to persuade creditors to release bailout funds to keep the country from defaulting on its debts as soon as next week. Well, they go through this, and they, they've run the article. But <clears throat> it says, here's, here's French finance minister Michel Sapin. Sapin, I'm not. Um, on Tuesday says that... They need one last push to finalize the bailout deal. Um, Eurozone finance ministers are due to meet again on Wednesday evening ahead of a European leaders' summit that starts on Thursday. Ah, now this is interesting to me. The finance ministers are the ones that Greece is dealing with right now to come up with a proposal that the finance ministers will agree to. But once they agree, and we can all sit back and say, yay, they have agreed, we have an agreement, yay. Uh, but wait, hold, hold on for a second. The agreement has to be approved by a European leaders' summit that starts on Thursday. 
So if we get the agreement approved by the ministers at this point, then must go through a second level of approval from European leaders, the European Leaders Summit, starting on Thursday, which makes me wonder, what have we been doing for the last six months? They've been fussing at this without coming to a conclusion. Did they know all along that nobody's going to reach an agreement until the leaders show up, the European leaders, and they will be able to take credit for masterminding what is the final agreement? Is that kind of how this is working out? But we have two levels of approval here. One, the ministers, finance ministers that are here right now. Two, the European heads of state that are showing up starting on Thursday. And it goes deeper than that. It goes once this deal is approved by Zyprus, Greek prime minister and the European creditors and so on, they approve the deal, the leaders approve the deal. It's still got to get past the Greek parliament. They have to approve the deal. So now we have a third level of approval that's built into this process. And if they don't come to a sufficient agreement, um, it says, the article reads, and I think this is a misprint, but the article reads, Zipras might face problems getting all of the government's lawmakers, which include members of a smaller nationalist party, to sign off on the deal when it is brought to Parliament. The sentence implies that they need 100% of the Greek Parliament to agree to support this, whatever the new bailout agreement might be, which will include multiple tax increases and so on. The probability, now if the sentence is correct, and I, I find that, I think you have to get two-thirds. Okay, I could go along. Three-quarters, I could believe that. Fifty-one percent, I can believe that. All, it says, but Zipras might face problems getting all of the government's lawmakers, which include members of a smaller nationalist party, to sign off on the deal when it's brought to Parliament. Huh? That implies that even if the current ministers agree... And even if the, if the European leaders agree, it still has to be agreed to by some or all of the Greek parliament. And if the Greek parliament doesn't approve, then what? Then it, has, it says right here the only choice in this case would be a recourse to the Poles and to the Greek people. Which means there are potentially four levels of approval there are at least three. We've got the current ministers. They've got to agree to come up with some kind of a deal that they submit to the European leaders who agree to whatever the deal, uh, the, the deal is, uh, whatever the proposed deal may be. And the third is the Greek parliament still has to go along with the deal. And if they don't, then we go to the Greek people, who we know. High probability they will reject any new austerity measures. So you look at this and you wonder, why has everyone been so excited about this Greek process for the past six months if there are at least three and maybe four levels of approval that are required? And even if we get past, the ministers say, yay, we have, a, we have made a bailout agreement with Greece. If they say that tomorrow, so what? The agreement's still not good until the leaders agree. And the agreement with the leaders still isn't good until the Greek parliament agrees. And if they can't agree, then the agreement has to go to the Greek people, who will almost certainly reject it. So 
he seems certain that there's not going to be a sufficient agreement between now and the end of next week. Yeah, be the end of next week or thereabouts in order to avoid a Greek default. You might get the ministers to agree. You might get the leaders to agree. Maybe. European leaders. But will you get the Greek parliament to agree within the next week or ten days? That's at least doubtful. And if they don't, then the people, they vote, then what? How long will that take? So I look at this and I just wonder... I don't know. It's like I've been persuaded to buy tickets to a baseball game that's not going to be played till Saturday. And I'm sitting in the bleachers on Tuesday and say, wait a second, wait a second, you mean the game doesn't start the game doesn't start until Saturday? No, that's right. I've got tickets in the bleachers and I'm here a couple of days early or a couple of weeks early. And uh I don't know, Melody. I feel cheated. I feel as if I was promised that pony for Christmas. And once again, got that Charlie Brown phenomenon. You know, Lucy holds the football and Charlie tries to kick it. Same thing. The Greeks have been holding the football. I've been trying to kick it. Turns out they're not even going to hold the football until a couple of weeks from now. So what what does it all mean, Melody? I don't know what it all means. You know, the drama just needs to go away. I mean, it's just, you know, they just, you know... Just hammer it and hammer it until there's nothing left. And it makes you wonder what's really going on right now. You know, it's like the magician. He uses one hand to distract your attention while he picks your pocket with the other hand. All right. It almost makes you wonder if you care to be, you know, somewhat cynical and skeptical and whatever. You can sit back. All right. If they're feeding us all this information on Greece... And there's at least three levels of approval before we get a deal, and maybe four. Is this the best show they've got in town right now, Melody? Is this the best act, and they just need something to bread and circuses for the masses? Or, and this is our best circus act, or is this intended to distract us where we don't pay attention to something that's really important? Is something really important happening right now, Melody? I mean, that is a possibility. I mean, we certainly have various, I mean, even the the shootings in South Carolina. I mean, they, they can be used as distractions. Greece can be used as distractions. I think they're just trying to do this with Greece as a lot is while they all prepare they to, to keep the things from being um, disturbed, so to speak. Um, it prevent us from being disturbed about something that's real rather than something that and really the market, is that And the markets get deal. used to it, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, it, you know, maybe, I mean, it, it just doesn't meant, mean anything. Maybe the markets are smart. Maybe well, the markets after are how many smart years, what does it mean? This is just a crock. What does it mean after four or five years of talking, you know, of Greece uh, coming undone? I mean, I think a lot of Europe has problems. Italy, we know, has problems. France has problems. Spain, mainly Spain and Italy, are the, are the next, or are the two that have bigger problems than um France, but none of them are doing well. So, I mean, they're getting the same stimulus, uh, uh, the quantitative easing, and all that is not discussed. I mean, no one discusses the real issues of what is going on. And you're right. Everyone is focused on Greece. You know, they're focused on Greece. The markets are focused on Greece. They have, you know, um, these 
announcers and so forth in Greece. Um, I mean, it's like, you know. Yeah, you wonder. I don't know. Is there it, anything really It does really make you wonder. But yet we know the depth of, uh, we know the Deutsche Bank, the connections, the bonds, the derivatives. We get that. So what is next, Al? I mean, what is the next thing? You know, you have all these uh, these four groups of folks to agree on something, and then the people can riot because they're not going to. They don't yeah, want their pensions to go away, and I, that's just it. it. It's they they're not cutting anything, you know. They, they just puts us back to the same position. Greece has defaulted long ago on its debt. They cut their debt in half back about three years ago. Two three years ago, the debt was. Cut in half. All the creditors had to take a fifty. What is it? Fifty-three percent haircut. Back then, they just wrote off half the debt. Now they're fighting about the remainder of the debt. They're not going to get paid. They weren't paid. Greece, and they say, "Oh, we'll prevent a Greek default." Greece has defaulted years ago. They have been legally, technically bankrupt for I don't know four or five years, probably. The government of Greece. And everyone has run this dog and pony show to prevent that truth from not only being known, but faced. Government sits back and says, as long as Greece is bankrupt, Greece has admitted it's bankrupt, and the governments or the creditors are saying, oh, no, you're not. You're not bankrupt. Come on. We're going to create an illusion that you're not bankrupt. This is like a weekend at Bernie's. You understand? Remember the movie where they find the the, uh, the two kids that are marching the corpse of Bernie around and pretending that he's alive? This is the same thing. Weekend at Athens. They're trying to march the Greek corpse around and pretend that it's alive and it's not bankrupt. It is. It's bankrupt. It makes for a great comedy, but in the end, uh, you know, why? Why can't we just get to the truth of the matter? And the answer is because there's more money in the lives than there is in the truth. That's that's really what it comes down to. And as long as that remains the case, people want to get their money and they're prepared to lie like rugs in order to get it. And rather than admit that the creditors were stupid to lend all that, all that money to Greece in the first place, they're complicit in this. This isn't just Greece overspending and Greece being irresponsible. The... The lenders, they were responsible to give Greece so much money in the first place. So like handing a fire gun to a, you know, an eight-year-old boy. This is not a lo- this is not a good idea. Give a loaded fi- loaded firearm to an eight-year-old boy, not a good choice. Not your best choice. I mean, creditors did that with Greece, and now they're trying to hold the boy responsible for pulling the trigger. Um, yeah. Why not just everybody say, look, you guys were stupid. That means you lose your money. And you go explain to whoever it is you got to explain to that you were stupid. And rather than having the people are responsible, the creditors that are responsible admit they were stupid, they're admitting, no, we weren't. We weren't stupid. We're going to march Greece around like Bernie on the weekend at Bernie. We're going to keep them alive. We're going to maintain the illusion rather than take responsibility. I'm going to sit back here and kind of sneer. Oh, my gosh, these people. Uh, And wonder, how long can it continue? That's the big question. How long can the lies continue? How long before we've all got to face the truth? I don't know, Melody. Got any ideas? 
Well, every day we have to face the truth. But... Some of us do and some of us don't. People who are getting fabulously wealthy are the ones that are probably denying the truth. Those of us who are facing the truth are having a more difficult time trying to get wealthy. There's more money in lies. That's the, that's the truth of the matter. All right? That's unfortunate, but that's the truth of the matter. There's more money in lies at least until the whole thing blows up in your face, kind of like it did for Bernie Madoff. He made big money lying. Keep those lies rolling. All right? You can make big money until you get to the point where, uh-oh, you wind up spending the rest of your life in the slammer. We're out of time, folks. I want to thank all of you for listening. Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. There never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball. Money, money, money. Are you concerned about prescription drug dependency to stay healthy? Are you worried that the cost and availability of your medications may put your health at risk? Perhaps it's time you consider a natural, safe, and effective way to deal with your health problems. If only you knew where to start. Start right here. Tune in to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 7 p.m. on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, where your health care options just became endless. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed 
designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at lancet.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t dot com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men America's best 100 men will test today but only three when the green parade uh, welcome to freedom call being brought to you by American Voice Radio uh, which is Frank Stephan up there in Oregon a veteran of the United States uh, Army who has uh, tried it out there to see what uh, Americans are living like. He did that for a number of years and then decided to make a difference once he had uh, become informed and brings you now information that allows you to make things happen rather than just sit around uh, waiting for something or wondering uh, what happened. And Freedom Call is just part of the agenda being offered up by American Voice Radio. Now, this is the first day of summer, also to the pagans known as the summer solstice. It is uh, the longest day, if you will, uh, for us. Now, uh, there are a lot of things that are going on in the news. I'm going to run through those things uh, in this hour that I think you uh, may be a little tricky, and you need to understand them, and you honestly need to uh, try to find an opportunity 
to explain them. They might be uh, well brought up at uh, supper time. If you do that, if you eat supper, you know, with your family, uh, just to uh, say, hey, have you heard uh, that this guy John Huntsman, who was working for Obama as the uh, man representing the United States ambassador uh, of, from America to China. He has uh, left his post, and today he has announced uh, twice, I guess just to garner favoritism uh, from the state. But he's announced in Rhode Island, he also announced uh, in New Hampshire, that uh, today he is announcing his candidacy for president of the United States. Uh, what makes it interesting is John Huntsman was the governor of the great state of Utah. Now, Mitt Romney's uh, dad also ran for president, also was a Mormon, uh, did not, was not... Uh, put into the position to be president, Mitt Romney, as you'll recall, ran last time around and was not chosen as either the Republican president or vice president. What makes it interesting, and I've said this before, so I'll be brief, is the uh, old, goes back to uh, the 1840s, came, allegedly, from the lips of Joseph Smith, who was the prophet for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. And he is said to have given a prophecy that near in the end times, the Constitution of the United States will hang precipitously as if by a thread, and that a great white horse will take over leadership, pull America back and out and away uh, from uh, the predator foreign nations and those uh, in America uh, who would uh, kill America and the spirit that God has endowed this great nation with. Now, Mitt Romney, it was rumored last time around when all of a sudden McCain. Now, all of McCain's people had quit on him last time. And we had uh, the number probably more than a half dozen good-looking, articulate, educated uh, men, and we also had Sarah Palin, who, and we had Ron Paul, who were all legitimate candidates, had gone through all the vetting, who had done uh, numerous uh, public debates. <coughs> they were cashiered at the, at the Republican National Convention 
McCain becomes the candidate. Very strange. I personally believe that it is possible that McCain could be tied to a Manchurian candidate uh, equation and that this was the time play the McCain card, and so they did. McCain was probably the only one who could not beat Obama. So Obama became president. Look what's happened to us. So this year, Obama does not have anyone running against him in the Democratic Party. And so the Republicans are uh, scratching around, uh, trying to dig up the best that they have. And Newt Gingrich appears. He is uh, extremely experienced. He was Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, he can uh, outmaneuver Obama uh, when it comes to uh, verbal judo, uh, Newt does not need a teleprompter, which Obama cannot uh, make a speech without, without having difficulty. And Newt knows every subject because as Speaker of the House, he was a person who made decisions on every important subject that is uh, has and will face America. Newt Gingrich has lost his staff. Originally, all of the staff walked away from him. This was last week. Newt Gingrich announced that he was going to continue and that, like McCain, he would rebuild his base from the grassroots. Well, today, all of the major fundraisers have stepped away from Newt Gingrich. Is there an answer to why? Not yet. Ollie North uh, gave us an interesting answer. While a perjurer, under oath to God, he lied. Then he told Congress when he was uh, brought to, to bear to answer for his perjury. He said, I was just trying to cover up a covert operation. When he was asked about control of the government, he instructed us that there were two governments in control. There was the visible government, which had uh, Ronald Reagan and Daddy Bush. And then there was the shadow government. And the shadow government was the greater well, as you, when you see things that don't make a lot of sense, Newt Gingrich 
uh, hasn't done real well in the polling. Well, what does that mean? It means that not regular voting Americans, but people who run polls, they didn't want Newt to run because uh, Newt will beat Obama. Obama cannot stand up uh, to the American system, which pits the opponents from each party in live debate against each other. Obama, just while he is the president, the fact is is that he just can't pack it in his head and he can't uh, spit it out of his mouth as articulately and as meaningfully as Newt Gingrich. So the shadow government has pulled the rug out from under Newt's feet. So we have John Huntsman. And a lot of people are, uh, all networks seem to be making hoopla over John Huntsman. He is a good man, but he is a more man. And while the Christian right has not weighed in and said a single word except good things about Mitt Romney, the Tea Party, for example, uh, has sacratine words for Newt Romney and Mitt Romney and uh, John Huntsman. But listen to me. About halfway, and Obama probably, if not him, one of his czars, controls the flow of information to the Republican, not just party, not just people, but uh, the grand old party, the Republican National Convention. There is where uh, there's a direct line that goes uh, to those who control the convention. And I'm sure that uh, before this, the Tea Party, the Christian right, will begin to be drummed with uh, the information that you have two Mormons running for president. Does this mean that the National Republican Convention supports the great white horse prophecy of Joseph Smith? Does this mean that uh, the country is going to come under Mormonism? And the Christian right is going to have to answer the question. They have been preaching against the Mormons for generations. Now, even if God were to appear before the Tea Party and Christian right and bless 
John Huntsman, and or Mitt Romney, the Christian right would have to, through its Baptist preachers and all of its faithful Protestants, they would have to say, wow, the fact is, both of these candidates, because this is what they preach, believes in a different God than the Christians. They believe in a different Jesus Christ than the Christians, and a different Holy Spirit. And then uh, it would be like, as I was invited, didn't know what it was, to be a speaker at the Populist uh, Party convention in Cincinnati, and the man running uh, the Populist Party, Willis Carto, he also ran the newspaper, The Spotlight. He ran uh, the Liberty Lobby, which was a very good group of older uh, veterans, their families. During his, he came to me, Willis Carto did, after I had made my talk, and he said, Bo, would you be our vice presidential candidate? This was 1988. And I said, no. And he said, well, we're going to run Jim Traficant. Well, I knew Jim Traficant from being uh, head of the in the Pentagon, the Secretary of Defense, I was Chief of Congressional Relations. I liked Jim Traficant. He said, we're going to nominate, we're going to run him. He acted like he uh, had everything in control. And I said, he said, have lunch, you and Jim Traficant, and let's sit down and talk things over. So I sit down with Jim, he said, Bo, uh, I know you. He said, I I know you're not a politician. He said, you won't have to do uh, any of the campaigning. I want to have you on my ticket. And I agreed because I like Jim Traficant. And what happened is they put me up immediately after lunch and said, uh, we're going to offer up as the populist campaign convention, Bo Greitz uh, as candidate for vice president. And everybody agreed. And so they put me on the slate, Bo Greitz, VP. Well, then the next day was to be the nominations for the president. And they were going to, as... uh, I had been told, just as easy as they had put me in for vice president, run Jim Traficant. And so Willis Carho got up there and said, our candidate for president of the United States is setting congressman from Cincinnati, James Traficant. And a guy from Texas. Now this is like, a guy from uh, Obama's camp raised his hand and said, 
how can we support a man like Jim Trafficant, who you have rated lowly in your newspaper, the spotlight, as a congressman who votes for things that uh, we believe in Liberty Lobby and uh, in the Populist Party to be right. And you say Jim Travicant uh, only votes for like 22% of what we believe in. How can we sponsor him for president? And all of a sudden, you begin to hear other voices. Yeah. Yes, we can't support Jim Travicant. And it went on and on and on. All of a sudden, Willis Carto has got himself a circus where the elephants, lions, and the tigers are running wild. And then in bounces a young man from the great state of Louisiana. And it was just like he was made out of the same stuff at these Super Bowls that bounce real high when you throw them against uh, something hard. He just danced up onto the stage. And everybody was cheering for him. And they, in 15 minutes, had selected him to be the presidential candidate. Well, I told Willis, I said, you can take me off the slate. And right now, as long as you're dealing with this, you go ahead and get somebody else. Because I will not be your vice presidential candidate. Well, about that time, uh, Carto said, Bo, please uh, don't do this. Uh, let let you two guys meet. Let's go up to the hotel room, and let's see if we can't find uh, some things that you agree on. So we went up, and the fact is that uh, I, I just told him, I said, David, David Duke, young, nice-looking young man. I said, David, you haven't traveled the world. You're too young to know uh, about some of these issues and problems. And I said, I just can't support you until I would see uh, you get more experience in some of these areas that you're very vocal. And a lot of it had to do uh, with race and uh, one thing and the other. And I just couldn't do it. And so they got some medical doctor out of New Mexico. If you look, people say Bo Greitz was David Duke's vice presidential candidate in 1988. That's not so. Uh, they have, if you look at the ballot, they have some doctor, medical doctor, uh, from New Mexico that ran as his vice presidential candidate. What I'm telling you is that just like Willis Carto thought he had everything under control in 1988 with his very own party, which he had bought and paid for, he had the Spotlight newspaper, uh, he had Liberty Lobby, uh, he had uh, radio broadcast, and uh, 
he lost control because I don't know where the guy from Texas was an implant or what. But he asked, and this is the kind of question that will be asked when, not later, but you see they had already, they had only one guy that Willis Carter was fixed on, and that was Santo Traficante. He was a good candidate, I thought. But now David Duke pops up because the guy from Texas question. Santo Traficant's voting record. And then the whole thing just became a box of feathers and blew away. And David Duke became the candidate. And Willis Carto had no control or communication with David Duke. And the Populist Party began to slip at that point. The Republicans, they, the shadow government, will support and will not push away like they push the stool out from under Newt Gingrich. They will support Mitt Romney. They will support John Huntsman. And then when they have one of those two as their candidate, then the issue will come just like Cicero says, about the enemy within, very difficult to defend against, the enemy within. Then will come the whisper campaign. How can you support someone who doesn't even believe in the same God you do? Then will all this business and a lot more besides will come out. And then you will see another, a two-term Obama, which I don't believe America can uh, withstand. And so just be looking now, anticipating now. That's what intelligence officers are for. I can't, as one person, make a decision, but over Frank Steffens, American Voice Radio, I can warn you, I personally like Mormons. I personally could vote for a Mormon. But the Christian right will have to oppose. And the Christian right is the Tea Party. And the Tea Party is the main peer that holds up the Republican Party. And so I'm just telling you, it might be a good equation, but it's an equation that will not work out in the end. And so you better be thinking about that now and working toward a candidate that will be able, and I think a lot of them, very frankly, not uh, Mr. Trump, for example, but I think that there are a lot of candidates when America is really hurting and they need a champion, they will and can identify and vote for and support a good American that can beat Obama and give us leadership 
that just might save the Constitution and the United States. All right, stay where you are, and we'll be right back. A lot of news today, and I'll dish her out to you just as soon as we give Frank a chance. Uh, we're coming right back about three minutes. about distilled water. If you decide on bottled water, make sure it's distilled. However, in the long run, you'll save money if you clean your water at home. It's more convenient than hauling gallon jugs from the store. The gold standard for purifying your water is a system that distills your water and filters it. You have the comfort of knowing there is no chlorine, fluoride, bacteria, viruses, pesticides, or lead. You get nothing but H2O, maximum health. Dr. Robert D. Willis, Jr., M.D. Order your tabletop water distiller for $139.99 postpaid. It comes with everything you need to get pure distilled water. Go to superstore.theamericanvoice.com. That's superstore.theamericanvoice.com. Order now. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L-A-N-S-E-T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. 
back, guys. We're back with you. It's on Freedom Call, being broadcast and brought to you by American Voice Radio. And uh, my name is Bo Greitz. I have a communication that makes it easy and free. It is uh, Bo Greitz, B-O-G-R-I-T-Z, at msn.com. Just that simple. Bo Greitz, B-O-G-R-I-T-Z, all little undercase, at, that's at circle A, MSN, stands for Microsoft Network, dot com. And that's, uh, that's it. Now, let me uh, give you something that I think uh, you should uh, consider, and you can do something uh, about it. And it has to do with uh, NBC. And I mentioned yesterday to you that twice as NBC was carrying the um, the American Open Golf Tournament, which is very important, watched by millions of Americans and probably tens of millions of people around the world, NBC was the sponsor of the televised uh, American Open. Now, as they were showing the opening, they uh, showed a scene where little children were saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And in the opening of NBC's uh, open American golf tournament, they, on purpose, they had to have. You cannot cut out unless you purposefully decide what words of uh, this pledge are we going to eliminate. And they eliminated, under God, they took that out, twice and also manipulated a couple of other uh, words out of the pledge. But both times uh, they had, I think, on purpose, under God, dropped out, and uh, they have received a just deluge, a tsunami of complaints, Now, rather than calling up NBC and saying, uh, you know, I think what you did was un-American, I think what you did uh, is completely wrong from my way of thinking, and I'm not going to watch your programming anymore. I just don't turn on NBC anymore. Basically, to hell with NBC. If they are, what are they going to do next? Not show the flag anymore? They're going to start talking down uh, our pledge? What are they going to do to the national anthem? But there are all kinds of polls that you can sign on to. You can call. NBC has already put some uh, spokesman on the air to say, uh, we hope that uh, the words omitted 
uh, in the pledge of the flag of the United States, uh, in the weekend open golf tournament, uh, you know, did not uh, distress unduly any of our uh, viewers, and uh, so we apologize if it did. No, sorry. Have you ever known somebody that is just constantly saying, uh, doing, and acting uh, awful, and then they will immediately say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and that's supposed to be everything is that you sketched, everything's erased, and now, oh, they said I'm sorry. Listen, sorry is sorry. I get sick and tired of sorry people constantly thinking that they can say or do anything they want, which is in bad taste or uncalled for or outrageous, and then just say, oh, I'm sorry. When somebody uh, has a rant, as we've had uh, a couple of comedians more recently and some other uh, celebrities are on a rant against homosexuality. Every one of them turn around the next day and say, I'm sorry. And that's supposed to mean, you know, if you say something, be responsible for what you're saying. Don't say something. Explain what it is that you were thinking when you said it. But to constantly be sorry means you are sorry. Uh, you know, you hear this thing about anti-Semitism. And uh, it goes all the way back to the Godfather, for crying out loud. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's dad. They just And people won't give it up. You know, you said something's bad. You are anti-Semitic. And what do they do? Every one of them. Is there one who hasn't? Email me, the one who hasn't. Bogrites at msn.com. It's always, and usually, uh, in the case of Marlon Brando, the godfather one, I mean, he just broke down and boo and salivated, and his nose ran. I mean, it was it was awful. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, it sounded like somebody had him by a piece of anatomy, which they were uh, have already relieved and was going to take something else, or were preparing to relieve it. Mel Gibson, you know, his, they all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So NBC is sorry. NBC is sorry for omitting under God. And do you know, let me just, without really researching this thing in great detail, but just enough to let you know what is happening here in America from the House of Representatives, they did the same thing. They dropped out under God. One nation under God. 
They just left out under God. Obama has three times leading the Pledge of Allegiance omitted under God. Under God has been dropped from the Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln. They are trying to get rid of God in this country. Who is the they? Well, it's pretty simple. Christ said, by their fruits ye shall know them. Who prints the pornography in America? There's where you can find people that say, oh, yes, we need to get rid of God. Who puts on the pornographic films? Who makes them? Who allows them? On the networks, on the Internet, who is it that is responsible for the smut? Who is it that sponsors uh, these people, organizations? Who is it that stands up and uh, throws lawyers at you and attacks you because of anything that might be said against homosexuality, abortion, against open borders, against legal drug use. Find those people. Identify them. They're really simple, and they are not just a few. And you have the they's. Look at NBC. Who runs NBC? Who has responsibility for the content? They will probably, just like the Pentagon, try to give you someone who's lowest on the totem pole and say, well, it was this person that uh, omitted twice. They say, well, we didn't omit it on purpose. That's a lie. And we're sorry uh, if uh, that offended you. That's sorry. That's right. Anyway, I think that you should give uh, NBC some time, time enough to look and see. And uh, if you happen to see that the kids have uh, accidentally gone to NBC, eliminate NBC from you can do that. Make it a super adult uh, pornographic station that you can't tune in. Most of the televisions will allow you to do that. Now, there's a an older fellow. He's not really old when I think of old, but he's 59. He was in North Carolina yesterday. He walked in and said, this is a robbery. And he robbed the RBC bank. And he told the clerk he wanted $1, and that's all. And then he told the clerk that he 
was going to go over and sit in a chair that was available uh, where you wait to see bankers for the police. And when he was questioned about why would you rob a bank, take a dollar and sit and wait for the police, and he said, because I live on the street, I have no medical care. I need medical care. As a bank robber, I will get medical care. Well, the police said that $1 didn't qualify as a bank robbery, only larceny, which will be uh, a lot less time than uh, bank robbery. But for now, he has a roof over his head, and he's being treated for his ailments. I believe the way this economy is going, and when I have uh, my sons tell me, Dad, uh, this is a depression. Uh, It may be a double-dip recession uh, where you are, but where I am, and one son is in North Carolina, the other is in California, they say this is a depression. And I believe this. And I think that you're going to watch it get worse before it gets better. Could this depression, just like the other depressions, even the Great Depression, could this depression, could that depression have uh, been prevented? The answer is yes. The question is how? The banks. The banks cut off the flow of money with trillions of dollars having been given away by Obama to people who, before this TARP, the name of that program for giveaway, was ever approved, they said, you have to, we will only accept this money if we don't have to tell you what we do with it or who we give it to. Well, these huge banks have... Uh, Just like Scrooge McDuck, they have scraped up all the available money. The small banks are failing, and the big banks are not loaning the money. So they cut off the flow of money the way it was back when we were healthy. And it's just like tying a shoelace tightly around your arm or your leg. You're going to make a tourniquet, and that part of your body where the tourniquet is applied that is on the other side of your heart is going to get gangrene, infection, and fall off. As the illness increases, it is like recession It is like double-dip recession. It is depression. 
And so we need to listen to candidates now. We need the Tea Party to ask the questions now. How are you going to get the flow of money going again? How are you going to make these huge fiduciaries who give their presidents millions of dollars every year as bonuses? How are you going to make them begin to loosen up so that small businesses can get loans, so that people can continue to buy automobiles? Do you know that houses are down another 4% today? So how is it? How is it that we are going to avoid. Now, we have other things that uh, are extremely expensive that we could divert. One is the Afghan war costs $2 billion per week. We have spent $120 billion in Afghanistan. We have 100,000 troops in Afghanistan. Many me said, now by the way, do you know all of this, the number of troops we have with boots on the ground is twice the number we had deployed on the ground when Minnie-Me Bush, the Republican, was the president. Obama, who said he was bringing the troops home, has double the number of wars and has double the number of people involved in the wars. And Obama has said that uh, he would bring, he was going to do, remember, I'm going to uh, give 30,000 more soldiers to Afghanistan uh, to help in a surge. Well, the 30,000 are due home. Now, he has said that he's going to bring 5,000 of the 30,000 back. Well, friends, that's like what we had in Afghanistan and upping it by 25,000. 93% of the world's heroin comes out of Afghanistan. Afghanistan says that 93% of their gross national product is what America gives them. We need to bring our soldiers home. We know that the BATF, the leadership of the BATF, knowingly, willingly, stupidly, gave more than 2,000 AK-47s and 50 caliber sniper rifles to the drug cartel in Mexico. This is sponsoring the enemies of our neighbor to the south. 
if the same thing were happened to people who were fighting insurgents in America, we would be very angered and probably take active military action against that country. And you think that just one guy, the director of ATI, of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, he's the only one that needs to be kicked out of office. He ought to go to prison. No, there are many more that are all part of this. You think that they're probably being paid off? Why? Why will someone aid and abet in such a cruel and vicious crime as drugs and guns and murder and overthrow of a government. And that's exactly what has happened with ATF. And this time, the Senate's got a good reason to get rid of the ATF. And so... Uh, think and uh, then make things happen by communicating uh, with your elected officials. By the way, the mayors are having a convention, and at this convention they are protesting Afghanistan and Iraq because we are building roads, and other construction there, Libya, Yemen, Afghanistan, Iraq, and not in the United States. And so these mayors are sending a message to Obama, and they need your help. End these wars. Make new jobs at home. Now, the fire that is going on in Arizona that has turned out to be uh, one of their most notable fires now has been joined by 12 states with 52 fires out of control. Now, that's... 12 states, 52 fires that are out of control right now. You say that, do you think that this could possibly have anything to do with the way America is moving? It's government. How we're moving uh, in our spirituality or lack thereof. I say that we are going to be faced by our greatest challenge within the next 12 months. We are going to have to identify proper candidates, and I don't think that they include Obama. And I think we're going to have to be smart 
about this thing. We have 4,463 Americans who have made the ultimate sacrifice in Iraq. We have 1,630 that have died in Afghanistan. This is 6,093. Friends, we have been, I walk you through these numbers. Five days a week, I remind you, every day is greater than the day before. It's just, is it greater by 10? Is it greater by 20? Is it greater by 3, 5? These are Americans who were alive. These are Americans who need to come home. These are Americans that have family. These are Americans that were given life by Almighty God. Who loves death? Only the demons, one-third of the hosts of heaven that followed Lucifer as he was cast down to this earth. They are the ones who love death because they are the most jealous and envious and evil since they are without a body and they see us as God's chosen. And they try, when they can, to take our bodies, from the sky. bring our troops home, men call your congressmen and your senators. Men who All right, guys, do you know that smoking cigarettes, by the way, they figured out causes more deaths than murders, uh, vehicle traffics, diseases? Kick the devil out of your life. All right, stay where you are with American Voice Radio. Whatever you do, leave NBC alone. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll test today, but only three. When the Green Beret trained to live off nature's land, trained in combat.
Good morning, everybody. How you doing? This is Hesh. This is Health Talk. And, you know, it's funny. I, I really, I really love that song, I Want a New Drug, because the, the horror never ends. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that and some of the ramifications. There's a drug out there. It's called Stellara. And the Stellara drug manufacturers warned the users to avoid people that were recently vaccinated for polio or the flu because the chemical-made pharmaceutical can compromise your immunity. And people who have been recently vaccinated against disease carry and can shed that live virus that is inside of them to the Stellara drug taker during the first few weeks following their shot. Now, this is not some simple side effect or even a rare case. It's something that is very, very serious. So even if you rarely ever watch TV, you've probably heard or seen some of the idiot brewing commercials by the pharmaceutical industry that seem to address every problem in the world, but create every other problem with crazy side effects. I mean, you could be in your kitchen and you still hear the insane list of side effects during the Stellara commercial. And that thing has aired on major television networks across the country. And the commercials are so loud that you can hear them from the street. And if you listen to the Stellara drug commercial, they tell you that live vaccines, such as the polio and flu vaccine, may interact with Stellara. I mean, do you think this is some kind of a warning or some kind of a side effect that someone else encountered, sued for it, and won? Think think about that. Think about that. Stellara is an injection that is used to treat plaque psoriasis, but The side effects include Stellara weakening your body's ability to fight infections. And there's a risk of severe stomach pain and blood in your urine. So what do you believe is happening to the bodies that are injected with this garbage and then subjected to other people like their friends and their family members who have recently been injected with the measles vaccine or the chicken pox or even the flu shot. Well, these recently vaccinated people are also called shedders because during the first few weeks, the virus is alive inside their muscle tissue and their blood 
And if they cough or sneeze or share your drink after you took your Stellara, guess what? You, you see, formaldehyde is used in vaccines to weaken the virus. And while someone's antibodies are supposed to be in emergency mode and shocked into action by the injection of genetically modified bacteria with viruses like measles, mumps, polio, swine flu, chickenpox, influenza, mixed with MSG, aluminum, mercury, and formaldehyde, while all this is occurring, the live virus is feeding itself and multiplying. So the recommended dosage of Stellara is either 45 or 90 milligrams given on the first day, then four weeks later again, and every 12 weeks after that. Then they tell you that if you're pregnant, only take Stellara if clearly needed and to exercise caution if you are breastfeeding. So so what then? Do, do you look to see if the baby is foaming at the mouth or peeing blood? Come on, man. How, how do you exercise caution with Stellara? Ask every person in every room, everywhere you go, if they received any kind of vaccine or flu shot in the last two weeks and tell them that you're asking because your baby is breastfeeding and you just took your Stellara inoculation and you and your baby, baby may be very susceptible to catching whatever it is they were recently injected with, which is supposedly 100% safe and effective at preventing. Yeah, I mean, it gets even worse. Be sure to ask all people everywhere and clarify so that if your child dies from an infectious disease someone around him or her was injected with, you can tell the vaccine court that you exercised caution, just like the good people at Stellara told you to do on the commercial and the printed vaccine insert. So the vaccine industry wants you to believe that when you get any injection, you are immediately immune to that disease. That is by far a flat out lie. Seriously. Solara is also known as a stekanubab. <laughs> Seriously, a stekanubab. And warns you repeatedly on your on their website, this is a summary and does not have all possible information about the product. This information does not assure that this product is safe, effective, or appropriate for you. That's that's what they say on their website. Then then they're gonna tell you. Many people using this medication do not have serious side effects. Great. Can someone please define many? That could also mean that many do have serious side effects 
if the definition of many is more than a few. Oh, but wait, there's more. Stolora can cause a rare and sometimes fatal condition called RPLS, which stands for reversible posterior, posterior leukoencephalopathy syndrome. Yeah, I know. Say it three times fast and you can own it. So we'll stick with RPLS. And shortly after that comes the warning about seizures and confusion. Remember, the problem being addressed with all this is a skin condition, psoriasis. Now, this little kid is having seizures, blood in the urine, and highly susceptible to infectious disease from all those vaccinated people around him or her, and is suffering from confusion and probably autoimmune disorder. But still, you have to discuss the benefits of treatment with your doctor. Oh, yeah, did we forget to mention unexplained weight loss? And if it's a side effect of a dangerous medication, then it's not really unexplained, is it? Remember what was just covered. Stellara may cause a rare and sometimes fatal condition. This is supposed to be medicine. Imagine if some herbalist was selling food to all the doctors that covered up some symptoms of psoriasis, but sometimes cause a fatal condition. Trust me, man, the Fraud and Drug Administration would jump into this and shut the whole business down. Yet, people still consider, consider that taking the meds they hear about on TV is okay. And this is probably you right now. And not because you're not smart, just because you fell for a huge scam. So understand Investigative journalists and reporters, independent investigative journalists and reporters are out there looking for your best interest. There are tons of websites. One of the best is naturalnews.com, and they were founded to help people seek out their own health freedom. This is why I do radio, because... You, you are not going to get any kind of information that I'm going to give you through the mainstream media or here on TV or even on a radio. So if you are one of the millions of people who is knowingly accepting the chances of horrific side effects with some med that's created to cover up pain temporarily as the trade-off, Think again. Maybe maybe you should get in touch with a uh, naturopathic physician and start asking questions about what you just heard. Maybe call the nutritionist and ask them a few more questions about what you heard. Why why do you think I'm talking about this? Your own education about your own body is paramount. And nobody knows better about how you feel than you do. How do you feel? And seriously, how do you feel right now? I'm serious. 
And then when we were asking about nutritionists, that's really interesting. I was forced to get a degree in nutrition. Why was I forced to get a degree in nutrition? Because all the doctors used to call in asking me what my credentials were. And when I finally got that degree, no more phone calls because they knew that I could give answers that they had no knowledge of and they didn't want to get into an argument. So if you want to fix, fix your psoriasis or your arthritis, stop eating the common poisons found in your food and your drinks and your water and your medicine and your candy and your gum and your cosmetics, your lotions, your hairspray, your soap, your toothpaste, whatever. Find out from the don't eat cancer world how when you eliminate chemicals posing as food from your daily intake, many health problems just dissipate and go away. Look, arthritis is capitulated by inflammation. And GMO is pesticide food that causes inflammation. I bet you didn't know that. And Stellara is a lab-made drug and not something that grows in nature, meaning it's not natural. And it certainly is not organic. Well, what is it? Do you even know? Or do you just want your pain to go away? Are you, are you constantly itching or scratching and your joints constantly hurt? Which is it? Because the doctors are cross-prescribing drugs that don't even address your problems, much less cure them. Doctors are slinging, you understand? Doctors are slinging prescriptions like crack cocaine dealers on the metro street callers. Deborah, I'm on the radio. Do you understand? Seriously, like crack cocaine dealers on the street corners. And they can't be sued because Big Pharma protects them. And that's why Big Pharma lists all the insane side effects. So they can tell you, I told you so. So doctors who learn the truth about what they're slinging will eventually switch to naturopathy because they'll feel guilty, guilty of ethically impure just prescribing and off-prescribing and forgetting to inform their patients of all the insane side effects that these commercialized lab-made drugs recklessly wield. But the reason many MDs won't and don't switch to naturopathy is because they will go from making 300 to almost a half a million dollars a year down to maybe a hundred and hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as a naturopathic physician, and they won't get all those spiffs from the pharmaceutical industry either, like front row seats at the pro sport games or the cruise vacation with all expenses paid. And they won't get the timeshare condo, and they won't get the cash under the table. So if these guys that call themselves caring physicians already live an extravagant lifestyle and then they're in debt up to their eyeballs, then sometimes they feel they can't switch over 
to the real health world, where nutrition is key and chemical medicines go out the window into the dumpster. The MDs that have a three-story house in the suburbs of some metropolitan city or some penthouse uh, overlooking an ocean or a swimming pool and three fancy cars and two jet skis and the second home, they're going to keep on flinging that, that Stellara crap because it keeps them afloat. But the, weight, the guilt can weigh in heavy. And that's why you see suicide cases where doctors and dentists alike just can't handle the unhappiness of knowing they're not helping people with those big pharma drugs, chemotherapy, radiation, and the like. So remember that they all claim they all claim to be doing the same thing, and that's saving you from the symptoms of psoriasis or arthritis. And then the random schedule for medicating with Stellar doesn't even make sense. It's just to give the impression they figured something out and the drug might save you from the symptoms of psoriasis or arthritis. So take a look for yourself at just just put in in links in your search engine Removing psoriasis or arthritis naturally. You got most skin conditions, rashes, allergies, re reactions originating from toxic food consumption and toxic personal care products that are put on the skin and a toxic environment around the victim. Be sure to tell your naturopathic physician if you feel you're being suicided by the pharmaceutical industry and that you, you're looking for a way to live without the dangerous chemicals that have never been tasted for safety and have worse side effects than the condition can be treated. And as they admit on the insert, Solera warns you on their website, this information does not assure that this product is safe, effective, or appropriate for you. Maybe that's because the FDA, the CDC, the AMA, know it's not and they don't give a crap. Seriously, fast-track drug approval by the FDA is all about money. And the one thing that the pharmaceutical industry has is money. So what is your ultimate goal? You want to learn and you want to grow every day. By studying what's going into your body on a regular basis, you can make distinctions between that which is from the earth, meaning organic and pure, and that which is man-made mixed with chemicals and things that were never meant to be ingested, injected, applied, or infused, like GMOs. Remember one thing for the rest of your life. If it's not organic, you should not be eating it, drinking it, or putting it on your skin. Yeah, there'll be certain times when that's next to impossible, but for the most part, you can do it. Your body has this phenomenal built-in filtering system that can handle a few toxins here and there, but you simply cannot bombard your system over and over and over, day after day after day, with these conventional and GMO toxins that are so popular. Do you understand this is the ultimate goal. Then, 
when you see your health change. You can share what you know and what you experience, and you can make the world around you a better place. Say no to chemical drugs. Say yes to organic. That's where you have to start. I always talk about how you have to put unleaded fuel in the gas tank to make the engine run properly. That makes sense, right? You're not going to drive your car into a gas station and fill it up with diesel or kerosene. No, you're going to put unleaded fuel in the gas tank. And then every once in a while, you might get a fuel additive, which gives you a few more miles to the gallon and improves the performance. Okay, great. So why can't the body do the same thing? What is unleaded fuel for the body? Is it all the synthetic chemicals? Is it all the things that clog your arteries and restrict your blood flow, which creates heart disease, cancer, diabetes, arthritis? I mean, it just the list goes on and on and on. So you have a choice. We're all conditioned. We grow up with little kids. We don't know. We don't know shit from Shinola. We're little kids. Our parents give us food to eat. We go through life. We wonder, why am I putting on so much weight? Why do I have this joint pain? Why do I have psoriasis? Why, 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 why? No one gives you the answer. I'm giving you the answer. The unleaded fuel, the unleaded fuel for the human vehicle gas tank is an organic plant-based diet. You have to eliminate anything that had a face or mother. Why? Because all you eat are muscles. Muscles that contain growth hormones, muscles that contain synthetic chemicals to keep it from rotting, to keep it from stinking, and to make it look appealing. You have to eliminate milk products, which is liquid fat. See, if you could get raw, organic, dairy, you would get nutrients like you could not believe. Why do you think the FDA banned raw organic dairy? Because it works and it goes against the other industries that pollute you. I mean, really, do do you care if you drink milk? That's nothing more than liquid fat because everything has been boiled out of it. Do you care if that liquid fat is turned into cheese and has a a unique flavor that you like, even though it's disastrous for your health? And you eat eggs. Oh, yeah, we grow up and we know, hey, how can you not have bacon and eggs for breakfast? Oh, my God, I grew up that way. Okay, I'm no different than anybody else in the world. One egg a day, one egg a day gives the body more protein than it needs for the entire day. What does excess protein do? It puts wear and tear on your kidneys and your organs. Too much protein is no good. Complex carbohydrates is really good. Protein builds. Hey, you're an adult. What do you need to build anymore? Complex carbohydrates gives you energy. Oh, really? God, why didn't anyone ever tell me that? 
because the meat industry, the chicken industry, the pork industry, that every industry that sells anything that had a face in the mother, they want your money. They don't care if you're healthy. They don't care if you're sick, just as long as you buy their product. That's how easy it is. Whether or not you can do it, that's between you and your tongue, man. Right now, the tongue is in control. The tongue says, no, you, no, 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 you're not going to stop eating that. I like the taste of flesh and blood. Give me more flesh and blood. Yes, your tongue is a vampire. Okay, so do, do you use your intelligence to override your tongue, or do you allow your tongue to lead you to obesity and medical care? I tell you. So now we're talking about drugs, okay? Recently, there was a nightmare that happened in South Carolina. It was a mass shooting, okay? And I want to talk about that a little bit because it's got a definite connection to what I'm talking about. Nearly every mass shooting incident in the last 20 years and multiple other instances of suicide and isolated shootings all share one thing in common, and it's not the weapons that were used. The overwhelming evidence points to the signal largest common factor and all of these incidents being the fact that all of the perpetrators were either actively taking powerful psychotropic drugs or had been at some point in the immediate past before they committed their crimes. Multiple credible scientific studies going back more than a decade as well as internal documents from certain pharmaceutical companies that suppress the information show that the SSRI drugs, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, have well-known but unreported side effects, including but not limited to suicide, and other violent behavior. All you have to do is Google relevant keywords or phrases to see for yourself. One of the most popular websites that's documented over 4,500 mainstream media reported cases from around the world of violent behavior by those taking those powerful drugs is www.ssristories.org. S-S-R-I, that's what we're talking about. Stories, S-T-O-R-I-E-S dot org. And there's, there's this horrific list of mass shooting perpetrators and the drugs that they were taking or had been taking shortly before their horrific actions were completed, okay? And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. 
seriously. There's, there's this, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, do I list, do you want me to list everything you, I, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's necessary, but there's people out there. Every one of these cases has been taking an SSRI drug. So I got to leave it up to you. You can research it. You can do whatever you want. You got this guy, Eric Harris, okay? He was 17. And Dylan Claybold, he was 18. They were involved in the Columbine shooting in Colorado. They killed all kinds of people. They were on Zoloft and Lovox. Then this guy, Jeff Weiss, he was 16, had been prescribed 60 milligrams a day of Prozac, which is three times the average starting dose for adults when he shot his grandfather, his grandfather's girlfriend, and fellow students in Minnesota. And then he killed himself. Ten dead, 12 wounded. Then there was Corey Badsgard. He was 16 out of Washington State and Waluke High School. He was on Paxil. That caused him to have hallucinations. He went and killed 23 classmates. Then there was Chris Fetters, 13 years old, taking Prozac. He killed his favorite aunt. Chris Pittman, 12 years old, killed both his parents while he was on Zoloft. Matthew Miller, 13, hung himself in his bedroom closet after taking Zoloft for six days. I mean, I can go on. There's, there's a list of at least hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these people. But yet, what do we do? We focus on firearms bans or magazine restrictions. They're focusing on the wrong issue and they're asking the wrong question. Why? Because it's a deliberate attempt to hide the links or it's out of sheer ignorance. This is the problem. This is what putting unleaded fuel and synthetic chemicals in the gas tank does. You really, really believe that all these kids had just fed up with life and went out and killed their parents and their grandparents and their friends and everything? No. It was the drugs. And does the pharmaceutical industry care? Do they care about drugs? Imagine if you had a product to sell that didn't require advertising or marketing, but the majority of people thought they had to have it, okay? And better still, millions of little kids and adults are forced to obtain your product in order to keep their jobs or go to school. Wow, sounds incredible, yeah? Well, the government is one of your guaranteed buyers, and your product doesn't need to be 100% effective or even 100% safe. And if your product hurts your consumers, you won't be held liable for damages. Instead, your product is taxed, and the money goes to consumers or family members of those who are harmed or killed by the product. And you don't even need to be involved in court cases to determine who gets the money. The government does that for you. 
The vaccines operate under a different business model than anything else that is bought and sold in America. And don't fool yourself into believing pharmaceutical companies don't make a profit off of vaccines. Each vaccine is worth billions of dollars. So in a free market, the public is never forced into buying anything. There's always multiple manufacturers. There's buyers, sellers of every product. And in order for companies to stay in business, their products have to stand on their own. So the companies compete with each other, and they're free to enter and leave the marketplace. No industry or no company receives special protection from the government, so safety becomes a financial responsibility as well as a moral one. So a free market is competitive, and the companies are competing with one another for customers and employees. In order for this system to work, the marketplace has to be decentralized with the market power spread out over many businesses and households and not concentrated in the hands of a few politically powerful business and government agencies. So the free market system is, uh, it might be a little bit far from perfect, but it's the most efficient means of allocating resources. So basically, Every individual necessarily labors to render the annual revenue of the society as great as he can. And generally, he neither intends to promote the public interest or knows how much he's promoting it. He intends only for his gain. And he is in this, as many other cases, led by an invisible hand to promote an end which was no part of the intention, okay? So a free market is, of course, not only the best way to buy and sell goods, but communist economies were built on the notion that the government knew best, and they should be the ones to decide what is bought and what is sold and how it's done. And the idea has been shown to be a colossal failure and most certainly or most centrally planned economies have abandoned that system in order to develop market economies. Well, healthcare makes up a substantial portion of the American economy. In 2013, the U.S. healthcare spending reached $2.9 trillion, with a T, dollars, or $9,255 a person. Well, that accounts for 17.5% of the nation's gross domestic product, the GDP. And increasingly, government has been taking more and more control over our health care decisions, mandating insurance and vaccines, all done under the pretense that they know best. So this level of 
force or this level of coercion is not the end game for government regulators and vaccine manufacturers. As of 2012, there were nearly 300 vaccines in development and pharmaceutical companies lobby endlessly to make all vaccines, even the flu vaccine, mandatory for everyone. Well, obviously this would make the pharmaceutical companies more money, right? But some people believe it would increase our so-called herd immunity, and many feel our freedom is worth more than that. So far, we've seen mandatory vaccines for hospital workers, childcare workers, government employees, public school kids, and college students. This is not how a free market or a free society functions. Our freedoms, especially our medical freedoms, have been eroding for a long time because they've been sold off to the highest corporate bidder. Years ago, there was this economist who wrote a book warning us about what would happen when the government comes too heavily involved in our affairs. The guy's name was Milton Friedman, and his book was Capitalism and Freedom. The guy won a Nobel Prize for Economics in 1976. In the conclusion of his book, he says, the importance of government as a buyer of so much of our output and the sole buyer of the output of many firms and industries already concentrates a dangerous amount of economic power in the hands of the political authorities, changes the environment in which businesses operate, and the criteria relevant for business success, and in these and other ways endangers a free market. Okay, so now we've got the government telling us what to buy and where to buy and what to use and what to do. The pharmaceutical industry pays off everybody. They pay off the politicians. Monsanto, oh, my God, Monsanto. You remember, you remember um, um, Baraki boy um, came when he was petitioning, when he was running for president the first time around back in 2008 or 12 or whenever the hell it was, um, he said, I will label GMOs. Oh, wow. I mean, the, the public went crazy. Are you kidding me? He's the first guy ever that said he would stand up to Monsanto. Wow. We got to elect this guy. And they did. And the first thing he did was appoint former Monsanto executives to key government positions. You got Clarence Thomas and um, what's her name? Helena Kagan. They're in the Supreme Court. They used to work for one of Monsanto's law firms. You got Hillary Clinton who's running for president. She used to work for a Monsanto law firm. It never ends. Do you understand? It's... It's my, my favorite expression, in God we trust, all others pay cash. And I, you know, I, now I hear that Donald Trump wants to run for president. Do you really think that Donald Trump could be any worse than Hillary Clinton? Okay, the guy's not a politician. 
didn't know anything about it. He's just a friggin' millionaire or billionaire. But he's got some weird ideas. I would vote for that guy. How could he do any worse? You know? <laughs> but Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton, who never got penalized for what happened in Benghazi, who just lies? Hillary Clinton, who went out and bought pillows for Monica Lewinsky so she wouldn't get shaped knees under under uh, Bill's desk? Are you kidding me? This is what we're up against. If if you if you do not take a stand for you, no one else is because all they want is the little green things that are in your pocket. And once the green things are gone, hey, let's move on to someone else. You die, you die. You gotta you gotta be homeless. You gotta live on the street. <laughs> Who cares? Look, look what I'll give you another horrendous example. In Hawaii, we had a guy. I mean, the guy guy is, I don't know how he ever did, but uh, he ran for governor and he got elected because he was in the state politics for 20-some-odd years. The guy was a real idiot. Okay. Iggy. David Iggy. That's his name. (laughs) You've got to love it. So anyway, the guy becomes governor. One of the things he said was, I support the ag lands, the agricultural lands, and I will see that no harm will come to them. Wow. Oh, my God. Here's a guy that supports independent farming and preservation of the ag lands. And, wow. So now what's happening, he's entertaining the idea to allow some uh, developer to put uh, 12,000 homes on the most pristine agricultural land in all the state, which happens to be on the island of Oahu, that gets four crops a year when all other ag lands get two to three. 12,000 homes on pristine agriculture land. Are you serious? How can you put a foundation of a house on agriculture lands, which is so soft? What you have to do is you have to bring in coral and you have to cover the entire ag land with coral. And we're not talking about a couple acres. We're talking about a hundred, over a hundred acres here. We're talking about a big area. Why would someone do this? Do you think that there could be, and see, 12,000 homes, and you figure each home goes for about $300,000? Do you think that the, the governor might get some kickbacks from the developer? Or do you think that the state with 12,000 more homes might get more property taxes paid to them? You see, when you buy a house, you think you're buying a house. You're not buying a house. You're renting a house. Yeah, you are. You go out and you spend 200000 100000 500 million, whatever, and then you have to pay property taxes. Is that not rent? What happens if you can't take your property taxes? You went out, you bought the house, you paid cash for the house, you're living in the house, all of a sudden you're bankrupt, you can't pay property taxes. The state comes in and possesses your house. You paid for it. They didn't pay for it. You are paying rent to the landlord. The state is the landlord. You see? <laughs> you understand? They don't care. So they get property taxes. 
Then the electric company and the telephone company. Oh, my God, 12,000 more homes. Oh, my God. Yeah, if that passes, if he passes that, we'll give him some money under the table. Do you see what it's all about? Can you imagine? It, no one cares about you. They only care about money. If you don't care about you, then you deserve what you get. You've got to kill yourself. You've got to work hard. You've got to do whatever. The whole point is, if you can be healthy, you will not be a part of this. Okay, you have to live, and you have to live in a house, and obviously you have a job, and you'll be able to make some money, and you, if you own the house, you'll be able to pay your property taxes, and if you rent the house, you'll be able to pay your rent. Okay, that's a given. You want to live in the world? That's a given. But why does that hard-earned cash have to go to the medical industry or the pharmaceutical industry? Seriously, I'm, I'm asking that question. Now they're saying the GMOs can feed the world. You know, if you don't read labels, and, and, and if you do read labels, and this, this, this morning, my, my girlfriend says to me, I have this cookie, do you want it? I said, let me see. And she shows me the bag, and it's really chocolate chip cookie. It was really great, but it's got whey protein, butter fat, and soy lecithin in it. Well, I, I don't eat dairy products. Because I don't want to eat liquid fat, number one. Whey protein is genetically modified. And soy lecithin, if it doesn't say non-GMO or it doesn't say organic, comes from Monsanto. So I passed and she threw it away because she realized that it was a waste. So we are inundated with genetically modified food. Last week I did hours on GMOs, how bad it was, and how, you know, you, you just you just can't win. I mean, there's so much more out there. You got the residents of Los Angeles. They filed this class action lawsuit against Monsanto for false and misleading advertising because Roundup, the herbicide, Monsanto's herbicide, bears the claim that glyphosate, which is the active ingredient, targets an enzyme found in plants, but not in people or pets. And they added italics for emphasis. And basically, that's false. And the plaintiffs, the three plaintiffs, are seeking monetary damages and a preliminary and permanent injunction against Monsanto's continued use of the false claim. So the filing, their filing maintains that based on the latest science, Roundup does, in fact, target an enzyme found in plants and people. And those represented in the plaintiff class include every person who purchased Roundup or Roundup-related products in California at any time during the last four years. And, and as outlined in the suit, 
the Roundup targets an enzyme known as EPSP synthase that's produced by weeds, plants, bacteria, fungi, algae, and other microbes. And the EPSP synthase is also present in humans. Although Monsanto adamantly refuses to admit this in its product literature. And as a result, millions of people are being misled and exposed to this deadly mislabeled chemical concoction. So the lawsuit challenges a specific claim that appears on all Roundup labels. And this claim is absolutely, positively false because glyphosate does target an enzyme found in people, and that's read in the suit. And produced within our bodies, the targeted enzyme is in fact found in people in your gut bacteria. So because the enzyme that the glyphosate targets is found in people in our gut bacteria, it is obviously false and misleading for Monsanto to claim that glyphosate targets an enzyme not found in people. Then the World Health Organization made a recent admission that glyphosate to save their okoles, which means but in Hawaii, probably causes cancer. And the fact that glyphosate accumulates in human tissue over time, these false claims by Monsanto do not come without human harm. So how many backyard gardeners and farmers and ordinary homeowners have doused their crops or yards with Roundup thinking that the product is safe for them and their pets. So Roundup, and particularly glyphosate, absorbs directly into plants and food crops that are later eaten by animals and humans. So on top of the glyphosate residue that lingers on the outside of the plants, the humans are regularly exposed to the systemic residue that's abundant inside the plants that are sprayed with the glyphosate. So the consequence of this is prolific contamination with glyphosate in our food supply, our water supplies, and our air. And a government study found that glyphosate is now present in some 75% of air and rain samples, which means this cancer-causing poison is literally raining down on all of us on a regular basis. Glyphosate is a biocide, essentially an antibiotic, which means that most Americans eat antibiotics at every meal. That's added in the suit because glyphosate kills off gut bacteria that regulates digestive function. And many believe that this is the responsibility for America's chronic indigestion, and because it kills off the gut bacteria that regulates the immune system functions. And many believe that the glyphosate is responsible for America's chronic autoimmune disorders. Well, it's an 11-page lawsuit that's uh, 
that creates, that contains details about the harm caused by glyphosate and damages sought by the plaintiffs. And, uh, you know, there are petitions out there calling for the two largest home improvement stores, Lowe's and Home Depot, to stop selling toxic Roundup. And if you would like to participate in that and sign that petition, go to change, C-H-A-N-G-E dot org, and you'll see the petitions. So this is where it's at. This is why you, not me, I'm, I'm, I'm really doing that for myself, but you have to take responsibility for you. The government, the government already sides with the pharmaceutical industry. The government already sides with Monsanto. So why can't why why couldn't it be that how great it would be if organic farming was recognized as a way to feed the world? Do you think it's a good idea? I would think it's a good idea. That's the good news. The bad news is that people are saying, especially the government, they're on board with it as long as it's done with GMOs. <laughs> so there was a recent article in, this, in, in National Geographic that endorsed genetically modified foods. And it presented information involving a GMO advocate and a scientist saying that she, this lady isolates the genes and rice that feeds millions and that her approach to agriculture could be an even bigger game changer. But the problem was <clears throat> that the story was presented in a way that attempted to convey how both organic and GMO farming together are the only way to go. Well, that, that, I mean, only by con- combining the elements of each will we have a chance of feeding the world's population, which is expected to reach 9.2 billion people by 2050, and we'll get on to why they want to reduce the population down the road, but also protecting the planet's natural resources and, and countenancing the effects of climate change. Well, how do you mislead a reader? The flood-resistant rice is conventionally bred. doesn't have anything to do with genetic modifications. Still, the article reads as if GMOs is the answer. Can you imagine? And then you got the National Geographic. They jump on the propaganda bandwagon, removing themselves further away from the ethical, trusted publication they once were. And they have ads that support the pharmaceutical industry, toxins, the biotech industry. You see, it's like it never ends. Everybody gets paid off. Everybody gets paid off. And how long ago was it when the Oprah magazine, the O, came under fire when it ran a Monsanto ad featuring a happy family in the kitchen environment and words that encouraged a bigger discussion about food, that adds you so much criticism considering Oprah's involvement in organics and healthy lifestyles 
that led the petition on change.org to be created. And the petition called for Monsanto ads to be removed, leaving readers with a final thought. Oprah, with this information, doesn't sound like a company that's in alignment with everything that you claim to stand for. This is what is going on. People are being polluted. People are being contrived. People are being led in different directions. You know what happened in Agent Orange in the Vietnam War? Agent Orange killed all the greeneries so the U.S. troops could see where the Vietnam were and they would have an even chance. Okay. Today, there are countless numbers of vets from the Vietnam War still being denied treatment by the Veterans Administration to combat the effects of the exposure to Agent Orange. The active ingredient in Agent Orange is a chemical 2,4-D. Okay? Great. 2,4-D is being sprayed on all the cornfields in the contiguous United States. And the claim is, oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. Safe to eat. Well, how can it be disastrous to your health if you're sprayed with it, but non-disastrous to your health if you eat it? But since all the Monsanto guys have key positions in government agencies and they're all on the Supreme Court, how does anything get passed? If a local state wants to ban or call for mandatory labeling of GMOs and they say it's a labeling issue which is federal and has to go to the Supreme Court and you got Clarence Thomas and, and, and Elena Kega sitting on the Supreme Court who are two of Monsanto's biggest hookers, Why did, where and how does anybody have a chance? Only you can take responsibility. You have to read labels. Soy, corn, cotton, canola. If it doesn't say organic, pass on it. Anything that had a face and a mother, dairy products, eggs, pass on it. You're going to only get sick. All the animals eat genetically modified corn. You don't think this passes to you and screws up your gut? I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. And I only got about a minute, and Georgie Poo is doing this thing, and I love this song, My Sweet Lord. So why don't we let him take it out, and uh, I'll catch you guys all next week, okay? Aloha. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 that's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom 